What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LeFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave, on Twitter at JevinLeFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Today, I bring back my boys, the Speaker Piece crew, Scott and Ian, as well as my guy, Goffer, Brandon Goff. Um, we had an absolute day on Saturday, July 10th, so we played Furry Creek in the morning, played a little ball hockey afterwards, watched the fights, and we recorded this podcast, so it was an absolute evening and day with the fellas, so we talk about our round of golf, we talk, touch on the Stanley Cup Finals, we touch on the NBA Finals, uh, Bucks winning Game 3, and we touch on the fights, McGregor, Poirier, the whole nine yards, and... We touch on a lot of minor stuff in between the flow of conversation. Sometimes it may have gotten a little off the rails, but that's the way she goes sometimes. So, that it was an absolute time. I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And now, for what everybody is wanting to hear, is the giveaway winners. Um, two weeks ago, I put out a post on the Left Side Heavy Instagram, at leftsideheavy underscore, about a giveaway for your chance to win one of three $50 Amazon e-gift cards because it's hard to get physical copies so I just enter in your email and blah 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 so uh, there was some submissions thank you to everyone who submitted a review and followed all the steps into entering the contest I really appreciate your support and anyone who didn't participate or whatever um, maybe they still left a review, whatever it is, but uh, I appreciate the support from everybody. Um, it just it helps me push, helps me keep pushing. It means that I'm kind of, I'm doing this for a reason. Um, yeah, your guys' support just means so much to me, so I appreciate all of you guys. Um, so the winners of the $50 Amazon e-gift card, one of three, um, I did this via a spinning wheel. Um, just one, just I did three spins. Um, whatever name came up is the winner of the gift card. So the first one goes to Cole Beaton at Cole Beaton on Instagram. Congratulations, dog, on winning a $50 Amazon gift card. Um, the second winner is Kickback and Relax number eight guest, Jeremy Cancalongo at Nine Coover. Um, appreciate it, dog. Um, support goes a long way. And the third winner goes to recurring guest Daniel Slater at Slater12 on Instagram. Thank you to all you guys for sending in your reviews and liking the posts and following and just your support in general. It means a ton and you guys are guaranteed um, to come back because I, I love having, uh, having you guys on, shooting the breeze. And so I will get in touch with you guys, of course, and maybe when this has come out, I probably already have. But, um, yeah, thank you for supporting. Keep sending those reviews in, liking the post, sharing to all your family and friends. And I believe that's everything. Uh, Tom, why don't you just bring us in here, dogs, get the episode going.
I'm learning a lot here, actually. All right. Uh, do you want to do the intro? Or do you want to like introduce why we're doing it? Like just, just why I'm drinking a Coors Light? Just, just do it. All right. <laughs> you drink way too much. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Not great. Not great. Not um, great. So, do you want to explain why you had to drink that extremely warm Coors Light? Uh, was it because of my party foul for walking over? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It was partially part because, first of all, what a day we had today, boys! Great Fun. day, Unreal. great day. Furry Creek ball hockey fight night. Now here we are. Beers. Yeah, pizza. First of all, great pizza spot. But we put on a bet. I forget what it was, but it had something to do with you drinking that Coors Light that's been in my bag for three weeks. And then... No, I feel like... That, I, I thought it was if I was Snake, I had to drink the Coors Light that was in your bag by the end of golf. You know what I think it was? I think it was we were on, like, the second or third hole, and Ian, like, hit his ball out of bounds or something like that, and we said, oh, you want a White Claw? And then he's like, ah, no, I'm okay. And then Jevin's like, well, I got a warm Coors Light in my bag, <laughs> and Ian went... Wow, there's nothing I want more right now than a nice, warm Coors Light. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, that was like one of the many running gags. Yeah, that, that was the initi- the intro to the Coors Light. And then walking home from Scott's house yeah. after the McGregor-Poirier fight, you decided to put bottles of beer in your kangaroo pocket yep. for some reason. I didn't want to put them all in my backpack. And then one yard sailed out, shattered, <laughs> yes. and I was like, that's a party foul, even though it's your beer, so it's just your loss. Yes. It's not anyone else's, no. but it's still a party foul, because I mainly just wanted you to drink the Coors Light, so I made you do that. Uh, Big Eats review, that is like a negative six out of five <laughs> stars. That what, is if it awful. Was, what if it was a cold Coors Light? It might be a negative two. <laughs> <laughs> so it was already in the negative. I'm well, not a big Coors Light guy, yeah. but I mean... They've they've got the the cans turn blue if it's cold then. Yeah, and this so I think your I think I, your mountains are black. No, I was gonna say Brandon's right. Where basically like you know they promote that during commercials where it's like, you know our cans get cold. Rocky Mountain cold yeah. when it's cold, and the can I'm looking at right now it's like gray, white. You there there is no blue on yeah. this can whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. True. Not great. It's episode 46 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. I'm your host, Jevin LaFave. Uh, Left Side Heavy, presented by Blue Wire Hustle. Today, I welcome on recurring guests, Brandon Goff, and the Speaker Peace Boys, Scott Conkin and Ian McNaughton, who, Ian McNaughton is the one who drank that warm Coors Light. Straight up not having a good time, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was with you boys all day today. Yep. How are we feeling? feeling good honestly it's first time i met both you and yeah you guys are yeah this is our first time yeah. meeting in person in person so basically quick backstory so jevin and i know each other from bcit we did a sports broadcasting class yeah. together i dm'd you you dm me we've been in touch ever since that class and then yeah. i think you also dm me about like hey we want to do furry together at some point because our scott works at furrier well we were at furry, yeah. well at so furry. yeah i dm'd you because you brought up your, like, I just, like, followed you on Instagram or speak whatever. Your pe- speak your piece. Yeah, I saw Speak Your Piece, checked it out. I said we should collab at some point. Yes. We ended up doing, like, a football podcast or something We've like done that. three, like, two or three, maybe four pods, like, yeah. since yeah. DMing a meeting. And then 
Scott was on the first call as well, right? I believe so. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, Scott was on... He's been on all of them. And then our latest one before this one, uh, I was talking to Scott. I was like, yeah, I've always... We were talking about golf somehow. I think it was when you went to go rip a piss or something like that. Probably. Yeah. So then we were just shooting the, sh- shooting the breeze. And then I was like, talked about golf. And I was like, yeah, I want to play Furry Creek. I always drive by it. And he's like, yo, I work there. I can get you a discount. I'm like, facts. I'm yes. like, me and my boy Brandon have have been talking about playing there this summer. Let's, and then here we are. Yeah, made what, it work. July 10. Yeah, what a track, by the way. Dude, it's unreal. What yeah. a track. It's a good course. Yeah, it's finicky, but it's. It is. It's a. Uh, it's like uh, Jevin said. It's a very gimmicky course. There's a lot of holes where it's. There's a lot, yeah, a lot of weird shots, a lot of blind corners, a lot of hills, a lot of ups and downs. But it's if you know the course, it it helps a lot for yeah. sure. It's a big, yeah, it's a challenge. But if you know the course, it, it's fun for sure. You're not pulling out your driver a lot. No, I I think I pulled my driver out f- four times. Yeah, I think I pulled it out three, yeah, times, three times because yeah. I'm inconsistent with it as Facts, of late. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna go hybrid. Yep. It's a safe play. How do you play feel about it, Brandon? I. Uh, I was definitely expecting it to be a lot worse of a time for myself. I've heard lots of things about how difficult it was. I uh, definitely not a I'm not a great golfer by any means, but I definitely think that I did better than I thought I was going to. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. As well. So yeah. what, what what were your guys' scores? Ninety nine. I had one hundred one. Okay, I shot one twenty. But I just mean, I'm I'm that awful of a golfer. But well, you're. How often do you golf? Not very often. Exactly. Like I, yeah. I, golf, I golf twice a week and I shot I, a 101. I was so. going to say, I golf <laughs> once a month about yeah. now. You're like, a glue guy. The pretty much, yeah. You're there to keep the morale up because exactly. someone's going to be having We actually, day. we talked about that. Jevin, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, we were saying like, it's amazing how much, this is why Ian keeps getting invited back because of how he handles having a bad day. Facts. That's he's. I need, I'll, I'll be honest. Even one twenty wasn't a bad day for me. No, <laughs> like, but like, like it's just a yeah. Good, but if any if, other, if, yeah, if, if anybody other else here got one twenty was, was having the day that you were having, they would like yeah. start. I would start breaking down. Yeah. Did I lose a ball in every hole? No, you no. You part. No. You part a couple holes. You yeah. part. I did part. You part right. ten and seventeen. Yeah, yeah. great shots you get on, yeah. on every hole. Yeah, you um, kept some in play. To your point, Jevin, um, Ian's always been like that. He's yeah. always been. Uh, someone that keeps him real high, and he's there for a good time, not a long time. hundred <laughs> percent. He's a team guy. He, he's, after that he's very much like he's guy. not here for a long. Time. <laughs> I, I will not be here for very long. Yeah. He's very much a team guy. I think he's just really, I don't know. He knows his role. He knows his. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, yes, he does. And I think he's also just. He's always just great, great guy to be around. He's yeah, always, he's a brother. So yeah. Yeah. tummy sticks. Every group needs that guy. Of course, that's Ian. That's yeah. Ian for us. Know your limit, play within it. That's my recommendation, especially when it comes to warm course lights, where <laughs> it's like my limit is like one set. One set. You can never, never do that again to yourself. I ever. will. I will never torture myself like that. Yeah, well, you, I just want to say though, what was your guys' highlights of the day? Like, does doesn't matter. Like, we were gol- we golfed earlier, and then we played hockey, and then we watched fights, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Uh, do you guys have a highlight from today that you guys really enjoyed? Hole fourteen. I don't think there's any other answer. That's a good answer. It's one of the, I think it's the best hole I've ever played in my life. There you go. It's rated hole 14 is the par 3 on Fury Creek that spits out on the ocean. Many people that drive the Sea to Sky Highway have seen it. Um, it was rated in the top 10 of holes in on by Golf BC, uh, holes to play 
in the province. Top 10. It makes sense. Yeah. It's only yep. the shore. And it's got like... That fake coyote tripped me out, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, dude, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I worked there and it tripped me out. Still. I spent a solid 25 yeah. seconds looking at the thing going, what is that? Yeah. And then I just saw like the one little peg that it was standing on and I went, yeah. is that... Is that supposed to be a fake yeah. coyote? These claws are kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I had two grapefruits and boy, I'm buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best part, I think, about that hole, which the uh, father and son. Oh, who yeah. Returned, oh. Who returned. Shout our, out to those guys. Who yeah. returned. Because we, we, all three of us, not Scott, but I think all. No, you. Who? I, I put it short. I you put sure it short. You, yours was all, in play, but it was off, off the back. I was off the back. So at least, Brand, at least Brandon and I'm, I I'm, hit the sand. I'm pretty sure the kid brought us just extra balls probably yeah, yeah. he did yeah 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 and that that was obviously people yeah are, they were down we hit him down on the beach and yeah. then he oh, went down and grabbed there. him and then when we were walking up to our shoot our shoot our next shots this little kid just came up out of nowhere shorts no sandals yeah. just running straight up the green here yeah. here's your balls boys yeah oh sweet super yeah. nice kid oh yeah. yeah that's awesome that's good that's i like that that's a good highlight yeah. Yeah. oh yeah that's a good one you got a highlight from the day brando Dude, I, I did not stop talking about it. How comfy were those seats oh on those golf carts, dude? Furry Creek is doing it right. Dude, when Jeb and I pulled up and we were like, dude, look at these carts. Yo, and it's like everything is the exact same except for the seats. Yeah. And those things, I felt like I was sitting in a Lambo or something. Yeah. Like, I went from a Civic to a Lambo, the equivalent of golf carts. Like, no, there you go. Like, unreal. Like the leather on the seats on any other golf cart is just a flat yeah leather standard seat it's not great it's like they're not trying to make it fancy no furry creek it's all fluffed up yeah leather that just i could body, have a nap on that your body conforms to once you okay. sit like sit in it and it's like i'd come back just for these alone yeah the, well you said right at the start of the round you're like you know what I could just sit in these seats all day around and drive and you around. Yeah, I'll drive you to your next show. <laughs> While you play golf, I'll sit in these yeah. seats. Yeah. Does is Furry Creek a mandatory golf cart around? Yeah, it is. Um, Furry Creek. Yeah, it's just because of the course, and you guys remember some of the like the length between some of the holes, like between yeah. five and six, and like eight It'd and nine. It'd take twenty minutes to walk from twenty minutes to walk. You, you would really be a, like a hardo if you tried to walk yeah. Furry Creek like yeah. that. Like, yeah, like you're on a weight loss journey. Yeah, it's doable, like, but it. I think my buddy and I did it last year. It took us five hours. You actually walked like the whole yeah. furry. Yeah, it was two. Yeah, two of us went. It's and the gross grind. It like, almost yeah. is. Yeah, to some 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 stretches, holes course, are. Yeah, yo, some, yo, just, hole one alone. Oh, yeah, just getting up there is ridiculous. Getting up there is ridiculous. Yeah, we we wouldn't play it in the order that it's played in. We'd play a different order when we did it, but we played all eighteen holes in some sort of order. And yeah, it we was got five it, hours. It took a long time, but we got we got through it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's just absolute climb, but it's definitely a cart course. Yeah, because yeah, because no Westwood Plateau, it's mandatory cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they, Westwood, I would say if for anyone that's you know listening on the pod that's that's played um, in the Lower Mainland, Westwood Plateau is pretty similar to Furry Creek yeah. in many ways. Yeah, um, just minus the ocean part of it. That's the one part. That's and minus how damn fast those greens were. Oh yeah, my the god, green, like, the greens were yeah, those nightmare. greens were insane. They're Tap it forty yards. Your your chip. It was going towards the hole at a good pace. Yes. And then just broke left, and then as soon as it hit a slight downslope, it yeah. was gone it just, forever. It just caught it, and yeah. it was like, there's no chance. It was yeah. gone forever. Yeah. Some of the greens are ruthless, and that's the local knowledge aspect that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You, ha- you gotta know. Is it, are they always like that? Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's the also, last few years, yeah. That's also how I like to play my golf game. It's just like an aggressive, like, I'm just going to go for the pin. Go for the pin, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that's just how I like to what play. What do I have to lose? Yeah. Yeah, facts. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to have the best score. I'm just here to go for the pin if I make it great. If not, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. Here to have some fun. Yeah. What was your guys' best shots of the day? Probably I cranked that three wood on 15, 15 I think 15. it was. Yeah, you hammered that. I think I had like 230 and then I left it like 20 yards short. Yeah. yeah you you like pumped hammered that. Yeah, that was a good one. You just pumped that. And then I three putted. So that was cool. Got snake. <laughs> yeah. Um, pick a drive. Uh, I had a. I, you had a lot of good drives. Good drive. Yeah. The offset driver. Yeah. Offset driver. Yeah. Yeah. Offset driver was good. Uh, the offset driver is really good. I had, I feel like I can't you remember. Had, you had some nice chips around hole the green. three. I was. You crushed your driver on hole three. Hole three yeah. was really three good. Was good. Um, I'm trying to think. I had a, like you say, Jeff. I had, your touch I had, around the green was pretty good today. Not it was, bad. Yeah. It was, if it wasn't for the fast greens, you would have been a lot closer to the pin a lot true. of times. Was that true. 17? I think I was that yeah. I had a really solid chip. Yeah. 17. You chipped. You uh, hit a like a 60 yard shot to about five feet you made the putt yeah yeah so yeah. that that was probably that was i guess my that was, that was big yeah Devin, i think it was that inclined pitching wedge I yes hit it, i hit it to yeah. like three feet to three feet that's that right that was up to 11 right yeah up to yeah. 11 green yeah, yeah. That, that was, was, that was, a that was a I, i'm gonna just go on a real uh wild guess here and assume that scott's shot of the day was his i don't even know what drove, that was drove the green Either that or that hole prior when you shot it from the other hole around the bushes up oh, to the green. Up to the, the same hole. Yeah, no, the same hole that you had your pitching wedge. Yeah. yeah or was the driver on the green? Well. Yeah. So eleven, uh, eleven. I think it's your that was the best, best shot, shot yeah. of the day. Yeah. So twelve. I drove twelve green from the white tees, which it's only about two eighty to the green. Um, but eleven was, I think, my best shot of yeah. the day. That was insane was uphill. Insane. Uphill. So I, there were guys. The other group was. Just sitting on the green, they were, they were, I was like, I'm going, I'm going for the screen. So yeah. they actually stopped and waited. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to hit a, a cut four hybrid up and around until yeah. I get it on the green. And sure enough, I caught it clean, luckily, out of the, out of the rough. And, um, yeah, I left it like 10 yards left of the green. And yeah. yeah. That was an insane one. Yeah. That, well, that was that, a tough, tough shot yeah. afterwards. I was going to say, yeah, that, that's yeah. how you Downhill know it. lie. Downhill lie, yeah. That's uh, how you with know With the fast like, green. I was gonna say that's yeah. how you know it's really impressive was when people are like stopping to watch you yeah. take those shots. And you called your shot. Yeah, and not not to. And you almost nailed it. Missed out like, on the fact that there was a huge ravine that you had to clear over yeah. as well. Yeah. it wasn't yeah. just uphill yeah. and around this tree and all that. Where it's like if you missed it short, you're fine. Like you have to. You had to yeah, clear you had something. to clear it. Yeah, was, that was an insane shot. I was yeah. debating hitting like a pitching one just out to the middle, middle of the fairway, and then just hitting a yeah. shot up, but. Uh, you know what? I was go like, big you know or go what? home. Yeah, I had I had a horrible front nine, yeah. so I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it, and it worked out great. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that one shot, I forget what hole it was. It was on the back nine for sure. Yeah, it may have been the hole after. It may have been fifteen. Okay. And we were on the long. Oh the right yeah, side, fifteen. Yeah, it was yeah. And you hit like a cut like around a cedar, mm-hmm. and it was on pace to go to yeah. the green, but it just caught the bunker, mm-hmm. and I saw that, and I was like that drive the green was sick hole 11 was sick yeah. but i think that would have been your best shot of the day if it hadn't gotten close. if it just missed the bunker yeah and because it got up there. Yeah. because like it's impressive to hit it straight and like far but like to put some action on it and like make it like adjust around like an obstacle or is we, like, or is like we like to call it spin zone yeah, yeah. spin rate spin rate spin rate spin rate, spin rate. Spin rate. Yeah. He, he, he just had he didn't have perfect spin rate he had good spin rate really good spin rate. if he had perfect spin rate he would have missed the goddamn bunker but 
he obviously doesn't know spin like yeah. his uh, yeah yeah I, can, I can't spin it enough no yeah he needs to spend more off days calculating his spin rate it, it's <laughs> not quite clayton kershaw spin rate but like it, no it's a decent still like pretty good spider yeah. tech garrett cole spin yeah rate. Like, not quite there but you're working you're, you're getting up there i'm getting Scott. up yeah. there yeah yeah viewers uh Everyone else told I shot 92 with a 50 on the front nine. Uh, some of some people might not might think that's you know pretty good. I could have played better. My low is 81 in that course, but we also we also yeah. talked about it where like Jevin and I are like the kiss of death when you golf with us. Oh yeah, where it's like we bring everybody down. I've had so many friends say that they've had their worst rounds ever when I've been golfing with them. <laughs> it's not a coincidence anymore. Because it's happened like five times to uh, five different people. I will. I will say uh, you haven't been. This isn't my worst round. Like today wasn't my worst round ever. But I know what you mean. I, I yeah. totally am in the but same the, boat with you. Was this your first time playing for her? God no. I played it half okay. a dozen times. Okay. Yeah. I but know. It, I, but, I know everything. But, but, but like this is just a hard. It's just a hard. Course. It's a hard course without a doubt. Yeah. Like if you shot 120 at like Carnoustie, then I'd be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would though. That's the thing. I'm that bad of a golfer. I wouldn't say no. That. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be shooting 120 at Carnoustie. Dude, like you'd be close to what, breaking 100. What, what are there? Three water hazards. Yeah, there's like a couple. The only the thing about the only thing about Carnoustie that might make it slightly harder <laughs> than Furry is just because the conditions are so much worse that the fairways are harder, so mm. it's harder to get good. There's a lot of blades that happen. I know what you mean. I, I beg I to differ. Saying. I say the hardest part about Carnoustie is every damn hole is just dead straight. Who hits the ball straight? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest part about the course. <laughs> but they are kind of turning it into a links course. They're cutting down a lot of the trees. They are getting that, some wind blowing that, through that there I and like everything. The, I like. I like a good links. And there's course. no yeah. fairway bunkers. That's interesting. It's literally just all yeah. they're all green side like and a, grass. Yeah, yeah they're all like green side bunkers. Hard, it's hard to lose a ball there. Yeah, they're all green side bunkers. The only like bunkers are like waste areas where it's like ground under repair or right. like an old bunker that they're turning into grass or the, yeah the, the, like the water bunker, just kind of yeah. runs yeah. through there and they're just yeah. the drainage is just so crap so it's like yeah yeah that's gonna be a hazard today it's, also, a, it's a hazard yeah. but it's yeah. not like meant yeah. to be a hazard they also exactly. have a 217 yard par three on the 17th so it's like you think you're having a good round yay 17 217 yard that's oh, like, it is. Yeah. i was gonna say that's like squamish valley golf course which is like literally where yeah. we're recording this right across the street i could and throw a football over there you could throw you a could football, throw football at squamish valley golf yeah. course yes. from our place and, and i can't throw a football to save my life no no god <laughs> no and pretty much like like it's how would you rate squamish it's like a fairly it's a medium course it's not furry but it's still it has like some it looks like a decently high end like i think squamish squamish is uh it's a pub, it's a semi-private course. Um, it's, it's it's a medium. Like I wouldn't say it's an easy, but I'd say it's a medium, and it's not furry. Like it's definitely not furry creek. There aren't yes. the undu- the undulation and the the hills and shots. You're not you're not hitting you're hitting very different shots in squash. Squash, you're going for par fives and two. You're not laying up. You're not hitting eight iron off the tee and then hitting another eight iron and then another pitching wedge onto the green for a par five. You're hitting driver three wood. Or it it's just a it's more not, it's not as finicky and yeah it's, it's not, not it's not it's a standard golf, golf course yeah. it looks, not, it looks very much like a like a nicer kept Carnoustie okay. from driving yeah, through like yeah, driving by looking at yeah, it okay my, actually my, that's kind of what it looks like my point yeah. is with Squamish Valley is that like seventeen and eighteen are both par five par four on eighteen eighteen's par four eighteen's par four but it's still like tough finish tough finishes yep yep 
It is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our day. That was yeah, the golf sec. That was yes, sir. I, from nine to three. Yeah. And then we played play hockey for another two hours yeah. after that. My my glutes are screaming. <laughs> my whole body's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't ran like that in a while. And those two brothers. Yeah. They went hard in the paint. They the, oh, the Perry the brothers. Perry's, the yeah. Perry brothers are yeah. on like another level. Yeah. Stop. Uh, for left side heavy viewers, I don't know. Uh, I've played. Uh, I've played hockey with all three Perry brothers, but two of them specifically have played on the ice with them. And um, yeah, they're they're competitors. They're 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 fighters, and man, they're good players. All three of them. Um, they're yeah, but they're they're again they're great, such great guys. But they're like hella competitive, and they oh, they don't give up, which is cool. Oh yeah, they're good guys. Oh yeah, they're cool. they're beauties. Oh, oh they're yeah. they're like almost twins essentially. The like, three of them? Yeah. Triplets, yeah. The, the one who wasn't wearing the blue hat. Yes. Yeah. He was more, I think, chill. Yes. Like, the middle one is the most chill of the three. Yes, the, definitely. The, the blue hat guy, I felt like he was very, a lot more like to himself. Yes, he and he uh, he always has been. Um, he's always been like that, and that's yeah. just part of his personality. And, yeah. Yeah. I, that's just what I found. Yeah. He's also, I wouldn't say the most friendly, but he's the most like, like to your point, Jeff, he's very like relaxed and just like casual. Yeah. Both a lot of things. Yeah. I think all of them are. All the Perry well, brothers are. To, in, the, in mid, that, the middle in one, the, the most. Well, I was gonna say in that situation, fair where you're where you're playing ball hockey. Yeah. Do they all have long hair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They all yeah. do. They cut it. Yeah. They cut it short sometimes, but yeah. The yeah. oldest brother. Yeah. Yes. He has some nice hair. He he had some they he do, had some lettuce. They yeah, do have some oh, yeah. good flows. Oh yeah. It's the oldest one. It's like it has some like texture to it fact yeah. kind of like an eric carlson yeah so a just, bit, a li- just a little bit no. or like Somewhere. eric carlson doesn't have flow he just has long, long yeah he joe he dirt hair has, yeah he just has <laughs> joe dirt hair he doesn't have flow this is interesting true. he doesn't interesting like get matt barzell to slick his hair back and grow it out a bit longer and that's Ooh. what the oldest brother has Ooh. i like that i'm a i'm a barzell we're, we're big, both barzell guys yeah he's a guy, he, so. is, he is yeah so, so you kind of have to be a, you kind of have, have to root for him. I mean, he is a seattle thunderbird but outside of that he's definitely a guy i root for you gotta respect him oh yeah you're an everett silver i'm an, i'm a silver tip guy I, yeah. can, I can't i mean there's some thunderbirds that i yeah. do like but you know what i mean yeah, Shea Theodore is a Thunderbird as well. He's he a, he's a pretty good. He's pretty good, yeah. Shea Theodore, yeah, I'm he's pretty sure right. that Ethan Bear is a, th- a Thunderbird as well. Thunderbird as well, yeah. yeah. Thunderbirds, shut up. They produce the good very, players. No, they, yeah, they, no, they they do actually have like some really good players yeah, who are coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, we can get into that on another podcast. Yeah, Jesus but. Christ. <laughs> um, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Again. And, yeah, back-to-back. They won in game five, one nothing with the lone goal from the two na- two first namers. Yeah, I should have known. Ross, Ross Colton? I should have known that was coming because yeah. you got two first names. And yeah, you mo- tweeted about that. Like you you were like, I should have known when Tampa Bay was winning because Ross got, Colton. Yeah, like, when you, two my, first names. My theory is that, like, if you have two first names, you're going to be more successful in life. <laughs> and Ross Colton just proved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the to, to the fullest extent, he's got the yeah. game winning goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, yeah. You... No, but um, overall series, I think I've talked about it on prior podcasts, especially last one with Corey. Um, I think Montreal hung in there, especially in Game Two. Game ones and three, they were outmatched, and maybe even like in some parts of Game Four, but mm-hmm. they still ha- they outplayed Tampa in some periods 
in game four, and they ended up winning in overtime. I think they outplayed Tampa in game two. I think Vasilevsky, he, he had like 42 saves. So it's like, okay, he just ran too Like, he was just oh, hot that night. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, th- I still think they could have won game five, but uh, mm-hmm. Tampa just, it was outmatched. He, again, Vasilevsky was the Vesna, and by the end of game five, I was like, if Vasilevsky doesn't win the Vesna, I, or not the Vesna, sorry, the uh, Consmith, um, I will be shocked. It, it was him the whole time, and yeah. like in previous series as well, he was like Kucherov. Yeah, Kucherov, yes, was good. Point was good. Um, Hedman was great, but Vasilevsky was just at another level. Yeah, the whole the you whole playoff. It. Every game win, series winning game, Vasilevsky got a shutout. Not yeah. series. Back, not back to se- last year too. Not series clinching mm-hmm. game because obviously in game four they lost. Right. But every game that won them the series, right? Tampa shut the wow. other team out. That's I'm pretty sure that, that that goes back to them winning the cup last year. I'm pretty sure. Did it's, it? it's, I, think, I think it's five. They won year, five yeah, they won five. two nothing yeah. against yeah. the Stars. Yeah, it's yeah. five series right. in a row now that yeah. they've won five the last series. game with a shutout. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Just well, goes to show you how dominant they are. Though. Yeah, and that's the thing with Tampa Bay. You you, you all saw the Kucherov interview. Oh, I, I tell Vasi every day. I was, the MVP. Yeah, the MVP. I was just about to bring up the Kucherov. Not yeah. that part, but I was yeah. about to the bring other part. Up. Yeah, yeah. What do you? The number you? one bullshit. No, uh, just we'll say, before we move on, do you guys have any more thoughts on the series entirely before we get to I the thought, specifics? I thought it was a really boring series. It was, and part of that is like my. Part oh. of, I was gonna say part of that is because of the NHL and who the NHL is, because I I feel like they don't try like I don't want to get into that whole conversation, I don't, I don't want to get into that right now, but pretty much. Um, Jimmy Fallon cramping. Yeah, he's uh he's pulling a mid game cramper. Yeah. Um uh, no the NHL is just it out. the NHL I just find is very boring and very like. They could do so much more if they really wanted to, but they yeah. choose not to. And that's how I feel like the series was. Yeah. Like, I lo- like Tampa Bay should be a dynasty for years because they're so good, and they've done such a great job at what they do of drafting, developing, um, getting guys, you know, NHL ready. And because of the fact of how the NHL likes to do business and salary cap and all this stuff, it's like, no, actually, you're going to have to trade half your roster because your team is, like, $98 million in salary. Yeah. And- we can talk about that another time, but you know what I mean. No yeah. state tax. Because in 2015, when Chicago won the Cup, yes. they were $5 million over, and Tampa went to the Board of Governors, and they were saying that, like, this is this is BS. You should, you should get rid of this. You have to be cap compliant come playoff time. And everyone said no. So then the, come to 2021, they said, hold my beer. Yeah. And they... They did it. it. They did it. They and said, well, we wanted to fix this, and, and you said no, point, so we're going like to make rules. A, a line was never drawn. It's not like you can only go five mil over. A line was like you don't have to be cap compliant yeah. by the playoffs. So they were like, we tried stopping it. You said no. So why not? We're going to make an example out of you guys. Yeah. This isn't Tampa's fault that they're cap compliant. No, God, they found no. loopholes. Yeah. God, like, no. They, they, but people are saying, game. yeah, people are saying like, 18 mil over the cap. It's like any team could have gone 18 mil the, over the cap. The Canucks could have gone yeah. 18 million over the cap. The Eight, Jets could have gone Weren't the Canucks eight. over the cap this year? In 2011, they were when they made their cup run. But they, yeah, this they year, they were very close. I don't they think were they were over. I think Montreal was over the cap. I think very, I, very, very close. Very close, like but I, they were. Yeah. There was a, like, 
Toronto was over the cap yeah. at one yeah. point this year too. Yeah. So and and it's to your point, it's not like it's not Tampa they, Bay. It's they not. found they found a loophole and took advantage. They played within the rules. And yeah. If everyone, if they if Carolina found a Dougie Hamilton had a potential like season ending injury or season long injury, they're like, okay, go on LTIR and come back for playoffs, and we'll sign a few other guys. Every team would have done what Tampa oh, yeah, did yeah. if they had the opportunity. Carolina was over the cap, and Dougie Hamilton was complaining about Tampa being over the cap. It was like, yeah, they're like 13 mil more, but yeah. you're, you're still over the cap. Yeah. But yeah. can I just say that's also a testament to how good the Lightning are. Yeah. The fact that Kucherov, arguably a heart candidate every year yeah. because he's so good, he was lead, up, he, lead, he led the playoffs in scoring after sitting out a whole season. Led, led, yeah. yeah, and he sat out a whole year. And the Bolts, I mean, granted, the Central was it, fluctuated. It's a fluctuate, but still, they finished third. They were only behind the Hurricanes and the Panthers, Panthers yeah. who are two quality teams. Yeah, and they still managed to put out great regular season numbers even yeah. without Kucherov. So yeah. that, that, that's why it's just my thing is against the league. It's not against Tampa Bay or Breezeball or any of those yeah. guys. I just have frustrations with the league. Again, there's sweeping changes coming to yeah. the NHL and that includes... Are there? I think so. Well, that includes this salary cap issue. Hopefully, the, again, Ian's joking with me. Hopefully. Do you think... I think they'll still let teams go over the cap, but they do you will. think they'll draw a line? Like no. You, no? No, because like, no. why would you do any changes? There yeah. wasn't anything wrong. Like, the like, yeah, they, this is not this every is, every team does it every year. Mm-hmm. Teams have been doing Saint, it. So. St. Louis probably did it last year when Tarasenko came back. Probably. Exactly. Well, you look at even like, I think my dad and I are talking about this exact situation about well, you know, if as soon as you get to the end of regular season, that's your roster for the playoffs. Yeah. But again, that you know, you limit guys like Cole Caulfield coming in for the playoffs and you look at Kale McCarr who made an unreal impact in 2019, right? And these are situations where you want this. This is good for the league. This is good for entertainment value, right? And, it's bringing these guys and in. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know that Ross Colton was on the Tampa Bay. He right was. Okay. He was, but he was a rookie and he was. And he was getting fourth he, line he, minutes. Yeah, he was probably in and out of the yeah. lineup the yeah. year. So he never exactly. really heard a lot of kinda, it. Kind of like Caulfield was a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the night Tampa won the Cup, Vasu and Conn Smythe, deservingly so. Um, Kucherov's comments. Um, obviously, like, it brought a lot of attention to the league, which it needs. Um, it was great throughout the whole entire press conference. And, yeah, like, it was electric. I'm not going to deny that. But what do you think of his comments towards Montreal? There's a, there's two sides to look at it. I've, I've had people tell me that this guy is a poor example for the league. He gives a bad look. I've also had people say, and this is what Ian and I have talked about a lot, is about the NHL not um, highlighting players' personality. And that was his personality right there. Yeah. As good, as crisp, as pristine as it gets. You just won a Stanley Cup. You're having a few beers. You're having a great time. And deservingly so. You've had a hard, long, you know, long playoff, hard season. Winning the cup during COVID too, which again that hasn't been yeah. easy on players either. Um, like, honestly, I like it. Like, good, good for you for speaking your piece. Shameless plug. Um, and <laughs> it's um, again, again, Kucherov's. Yeah, he's a he's a polarizing figure, and now we kind of get to see what his personality is like. He's very much like he's a guy who speaks his mind, and I like that. I've I've always been a, a proponent, a person that I'm like. Tell us, tell me what you really think. And 
I'm all for it. So I, I just want to say, I don't know if you guys have either of you guys have seen the new Bo Burnham special on Netflix. Is it called like Inside? Or Inside. Something? Yes. I, ha- I haven't seen it, but okay. I've heard of it. So he does a song called Problematic, and he there are lyrics in the song where he says, uh, "It was all lawful, just not very thoughtful." And that's kind of what the Kucherov comments were. Like, yeah. what he said about Montreal was not great. I, I think Montreal has really good fans, and I don't think yeah. anybody's debating that. I agree with that. It, it's just, yeah. like, and it was all legal. Like, he's allowed to say it because yeah. he's a ch- here's the thing. He's a champion. When you yeah. win, you get to say whatever, within and reason. You a, get to say whatever a, you want. Adrenaline's pumping. You're not really thinking. You're probably hammered at that point. Cause he was probably definitely He's had more point. than he, one he, Bud Light buddy, coming into that. He probably, that. he probably had a little of nose beers. You're telling me that that guy wasn't buckled. He's sitting there before the interview, dummy in this beer, not He's even with his eight. lips to it. And then, yeah. well, he, well, he's smacking like the tables, like, okay, Jeff Every, or Joe yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, Joe what, do you, what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah. No, no but, tarp on, too. No yeah. tarp on. Yeah. And yeah. Br- I think that's the most rock star thing out of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No tarp. tarp tarp's off. Is, tarp's yeah. off, baby. That, Summer started. But I mean, altogether. Yeah. I think it's a great interview. I think yeah. it, I think like what he said about it's what, Montreal. I, think, I what, think it's what the league needed. It's what the league yeah. needed. It got people talking. What he said about Montreal probably wasn't great, and I think most people are like, yeah, yeah. the Montreal fans are really good fans, and I think if you win, you're always going to celebrate no matter what. Like if your team wins, you're probably going to root and holler and cheer. Like I probably would if I was a Montreal fan. So if your team's about to get swept and they win at home, yeah, you're going to be jacked up in a Stanley yeah. Cup Finals yeah. game, and you exactly. haven't been in there yeah. since '93. Let's not forget, people have been at home doing nothing exactly. for a year. Yeah. They and are jacked up on Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> over under 3,500 people at the Bell Center. Oh, way, <laughs> way over. Way over. Near full capacity. Way right. over. The Yo, best part, though, but, you can't have this many people inside, but we're going to have 50,000 people outside in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, good job. You uh, did it, Montreal. Congrats. Good job. Good or job. Quebec. But, no, that yeah. brings me to my next point. Is like, he's saying, like, Montreal's like, they win game four and they act like they won the cup. It's like, no, they just avoided being swept. You're alive for another day. It's like... Yeah. You avoided being swept to the defending cup champs. Like... Who um, nobody thought you had any the business fa- making fa- out of the first the, round. The fact that Montreal still won a game, though, is still oh, quite impressive. No, it is impressive, I, yeah. The thing is, you got to look at the guy who scored the goal, Josh Anderson. He didn't even celebrate that much no. because he, he, he's... And he's the one who scored the goal. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, like, we... We're alive still, yeah. but we haven't won anything yet. We, we, we got work to do still. We've won a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got, yeah. The Cup's not coming to us right now. Like, we still got to win. We have to win four games in a row. I don't know if you yeah. saw like, Carey Price's reaction. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, exactly. and, and here's the thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think like that's lost. Re- Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think that's realistic of fans to have. Because fans are not the same as players. Like, fans, no. I don't think it's realistic to ask fans to be like Carey Price. No, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking them to be no, like Carey nobody, Price. No, nobody's asking to be Carey Price. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, like, Carey Price is like, they won the series and against vegas and he just put his hands on his head and that's it and it's like yeah he's just he's he's a calm calm cool collective yeah. it's the cliche Go, uh, but that's he's just a, who he he's, is he's always been that way yeah yeah but yeah it's like you're you're saying like the haves are acting like they won the cup it's like no they're they won because they're alive for another game like yeah your fucking team would be the same way and yeah. you'd be saying yeah. we have the best fans in the world like it goes both ways but yeah. The interview up to that point was like ten out of ten. It's what the league needed for sure. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, yeah, but I th- I thought those Montreal comments were kind of out of pocket. 
I don't. But, I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't. But think, also, it's like. I don't think people totally. People totally don't totally agree with what he said about Montreal. But, I mean, again, when you're the champion, you get to yeah. say. Yeah. Whatever and again, you, you got to think about a mindset of a of you know players. It was like, oh, like we have a chance to close this out at home. We're not gonna waste that, right? We're yeah. gonna we're gonna take it and we're gonna freaking stomp on these guys and. And, you um, held that in. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna stomp on these guys. Uh, I got I got the explicit button beside yep. the episode. Okay, cool. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Fix auto. He's uh, gonna get another crap, and he's gonna have to walk away from the episode <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, that I will say that little five minute walk around the house helped a lot. I did not feel good. For yeah, a bit. you were um, you were struggling. I was, yeah, I was talking. I was looking at Ian and all I see is. <laughs> it was, it's like yo do you like sometimes i hit my knee on the leg of the table and yeah like the knee is very sensitive yeah very sensitive but it is yeah i had a feeling i was like he's getting up he definitely got a cramp yeah but anyways to what you're saying it's um again with the whole couture situation um like i get his comments and the men like i said yeah. earlier the mentality of his like his again as a, a former hockey player like the mindset is if you have a chance you know just you know it's ruthless but you stomp on those guys throats no matter what like they're great guys don't get me wrong you know i think a lot of players know each other and you know you look at um everybody's friends today honestly for the most part for the most for the most part yeah and that's a very good point and like what but when you get on the ice it's it's war. The other, it is war. The other thing about those comments, I just want to say my last thing. The, one, the last thing I want to say about this is the fact that with the Kucherov comments and the fact that there's history, there's now going to be a Tampa Bay-Montreal rivalry, is there not? Like, you're well, definitely going to yeah. be wanting well, to watch Tampa Bay-Montreal when they play I, again I, next year. I don't think it's not It's not going to be necessarily a rivalry. It's no, just going to be more of like a presence of like competition because when you play a team once a year – yeah. Every year, it's like when Buffalo comes to Vancouver. It's like the only reason why we're playing each other is because we have to play every team at least once. But now it's like, okay, we have this past of playing in the cup final. It's not necessarily a rivalry. It's more of like we're familiar with yeah. each other. Which I th- which is what I don't like about the NHL. It's like instead of like, because we're not promoting like individual ri- rivalries, it's maybe like team rivalries, but it's not even rivalries. It's like spirit of competition or whatever. It's like, no, I just want to see you guys like go hard at each other for 60 minutes yeah. and just kick each other's yeah. butts. <laughs> the NHL is like the battle of blank. There's like yeah. 18 of those. It's like yeah. battle of Florida. Alberta. Yeah. Maybe a battle California. of Albuquerque soon. Battle of yeah. Pennsylvania. It's like, okay, no, that doesn't exist. No, it's, it's, battle of it's, it's Penguins Flyers. That's to me, that's yeah. the rivalry. It's, it's not. Yeah, the Battle of Alberta, Battle of Ontario. Even the Battle of Ontario is weak because Ottawa and Toronto aren't really like, Ottawa stinks. Yeah, yeah, but like the Red Wings. The only battle Ooh. I care about. Ooh. The only. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Snuck in there with that uh, one. That came out of left field. <laughs> <A little> jab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, if, if, in case you don't know, I'm a Red Wings fan, so you know you just roll with the punches. I didn't even hear what he said. I'm gonna have to hear that in post production. Yeah. Yeah, I just said like the Red Wings after he said Ottawa bit. stinks. I said like the Red Wings. <laughs> that was sneaky. I didn't. Even, I yeah. missed that one yeah, too. Yeah. I, I was talking. It just went right over my head. <laughs> what a host I am, man. Eh? <laughs> 
It's more like bad. I think. I think, like bad guessing. Guessing. I think Goffer's just quick. He's yeah. got. He's a. He got quick wit. He's, he's got comfortable. Some, uh, yeah. No, he looks comfortable yeah. right now. Goff and I both have the one-liners yeah. that just <laughs> kill each other. Couple of bottle Dude, of butt. He was killing me today on the golf course right. with his one-liners. I was just. He'd say one thing and I'd be in our cart and I'd just start yeah. pissing myself. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, and you're you're on your game today. And yeah. I respect that. Not bad. Um, the only battle I care about is the Alberta one. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. only one that really carries a rivalry. In my opinion. I love just the physicality of that. They oh, legit it's like when Lucic just skating around that ice, just ready to actually take and, someone's head off. And when Ronaldo but in was clean on way. the team as well. Oh, oh exactly. And, and, oh, yeah. then, and then yeah. Kachuk and Cassian too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, I'm so happy that. Cassie and Kachuk thing happened because it just like it added a new spark to it because it was kind of yeah. dying. Yeah, and then that thing happened. And I'm like, okay, new, we're back, new kick, baby. Yeah. The we're one part back. I liked yeah. about it is the last few years in the NHL, they've a lot of people have been like, oh, like nobody needs to fight if they don't want to. Like the code is like an old thing, blah blah. blah. But like that Cassie and Kachuk incident is a perfect example of last time we played, I did this. Cassian and him are on the ice. He looks at him, and Cassian's just ready to go to town on him. Well, so and it, they drop them, and they it's like respect almost. Oh, yeah, say, it is. It's yeah. kind of like the Drew Doughty thing. Yeah, true. Like yeah. it's like that's why like I was interested for a while in watching Calgary LA games yep. because of the fact that Kachuk and Doughty yep. like had a bit of beef when they oh, yeah. played yeah, one yeah, another. And makes it more interesting. Makes true. it interesting. Like now I want to watch it. Exactly. I don't have anything invested in LA or Calgary, but yep. I want to watch Kachuk and Doughty. Like yeah, you. It it definitely brings a different aspect to it when you have rivalries the between per- players like that. The personal battles. Exactly. So, uh, we were talking about the finals, weren't we, at one point, and then we just got No, but then we went to the Kucherov comments, and then yeah. you said rivalry, and then we went to rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what, another thing I wanted to talk about, um, NHL marketing and stuff, uh, what do you think about the NHL hiring Josh Richards? The TikToker uh, to help market the game. I feel I feel like there's like a million people who are better at what they should be doing see, than Josh Richards. You see, I like the hire. I like the way the NHL is going because he has like millions of followers to an audience that needs more attention to the game, and he carries himself well. Aren't in his, my opinion, aren't his followers just like white? No, I know, I know who he. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I I know who Josh Richard like, but isn't his audience like a lot of just like white guys who are into hockey, or is just anybody into Josh? Again, I'm not I'm not I, big I, into it. Like I just I, I just think his platform just helps because the NHL needs anything, dude. Like yeah. McDavid's like a big contract in the NHL is like thirteen million dollars, and that no one's even making that. Well, it's not even that. It's just people like. But, but like, this I'm, is a, it's a whole thing. The, the the thing with the NHL is that how much interest in the is there to go watch Hockey Night in Canada now? Because Hockey Night in Canada used to be a big deal, and, and it used to be yeah. something important. And nowadays, when the Leafs play whoever, name your team on Saturday. It's like yeah, okay, but every like, Saturday at four because they yeah, always get the prime. They always get the prime time game. It's like okay, the Leafs are playing the Flyers on Saturday. And it's just like it is yeah. just like and, okay. One thing I find too, like throughout, especially throughout COVID too, was like we'd be watching sports on Saturday night at our house, and it's like, all right, hockey games on? No, no, turn it off. Fights are on. Like, where yeah. back back then it was just hockey, hockey, hockey. Now it's like, oh, whatever. It's just the Leafs in Ottawa. Like I could care less. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's definitely a different aspect too. Like I think a lot of other sports have kind of 
promoted themselves more and hockey's just kind of started to fall behind the train. What do you think about the NHL having like nine different outdoor games? I think it's annoying. Uh, can I can I be honest though? I think when you're stretching it to having an outdoor game in California, like bro, just like keep it to the Winter Classic and maybe like two others yeah. that feature like like two or three max big mark. Like if say. you're having nine a year, like it loses the Winter Classic loses its lust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my that's opinion. True. Can, well, can I can I because it was something that people look forward. Too. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah, and I mean when you like put the Blackhawks in every other year for the yeah. Winter Classic, that also doesn't really help. But what I wanted to say about like outdoor games is like when they did the um, was it series games in Tahoe? Oh the uh, yeah the, the conditions. Sta- it was like stadium series. Well, no, the state like in theory, good idea. Like I think yeah. Tahoe really was a good idea, and I think that they should have done more games at Tahoe because it's like the like really cool aesthetics of oh, being the by the lake drop. and the yeah. backdrops yeah. and you could have so much fun skiing or whatever it was like the perfect wallpaper perfect, for your phone pretty much and it's like why don't you do more of this stuff like if you're not gonna have like obviously we didn't know six months from now eight months like ago what can did well yes but i mean if you're not gonna have fans in attendance and it's just gonna be a tv sport why not just be all at tahoe but i don't think we knew like I don't think it was all. Maybe they knew in the NHL, but I don't, I wasn't expecting it to go. I think they should have a Tahoe game every year, but don't have nine other ones at like the. Are you saying you're the not- Rams Stadium yeah. for an outdoor game? Yeah. It's like we don't need. You guys, the Rams. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, well, <laughs> it's like, it's like well, you're, you're saying you're not interested in Nashville, Tampa Bay at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. You're like, saying you're not interested. Like, <laughs> what? That doesn't do anything. I didn't watch the no, Titans. Like, I don't want to watch but, anyone else play no, at that stadium. No, but I do agree with you with Tahoe games because it's a yeah. beautiful scenery. I think they should That's do a Winter Classic game. They should do a Tahoe game. Heritage and, Classic. And then the Heritage I like Classic. That. I like that, actually. You know, they've been talking about doing games at Lake Louise. I'm not sure if you yeah, guys see that. Yeah. Well, I don't. Again, that's the kind I don't of. Mind. I don't Same that, sort of idea. Well, same sort of idea. It's like yeah. why maybe would you ba- maybe alternate Tahoe Louise or something. Yeah. Like or Ala- keep or it, Alaska. Keep it yeah. minimal. You could, don't you have could do nine outdoor games. The Heritage yeah. Classic at Lake Louise. Yeah, like, yeah, like Calgary. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it does, yeah, keep it on Broadway. I think the worst example of the Heritage Classic was when it was in Vancouver, and it was Vancouver versus Ottawa. It was an indoor game. It was a rainy day in March, and they had this white like fluff all over the the stadium, the turf at BC Place. Roof is closed, yeah. and it's just like... That was arguably one of the worst events at BC Place ever. Yeah. You know what will the NHL... Probably the, probably the worst. The worst. Yeah. You know what yeah. the NHL is going to do at some point? It was point terrible. It's have yeah, some facts. sort of outdoor game between Vancouver and Seattle. Yeah. And they're going to put it in Vancouver at BC Place. And it's going to pour rain the entire time. And it's going it to never fucking snows here. And, and it's going to suck. It's going to suck when yeah. they could have gone to like CenturyLink Field and it's like, no, nah, yeah. it kind of rains too much. Yeah. Yo, like, well, then what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. Yo, their marketing scheme... For the Ottawa Canucks Heritage Classic, they said the rematch of the 1854 Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, like, bro, yeah. what are they played last year? Why don't you just say the rematch of that? Yeah, it's like they played a lot more times since that since Stanley Cup. That's, that's, that's the t- that's the worst marketing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> just say not, you're here for money. Yeah, just, just be honest <laughs> just with it and just say you're like, here for money. Not not to miss on the fact I'm pretty We're sure that all, was uh, the same year that Toronto beat Detroit at the Big House. In Michigan, in shootout, JBR. Yeah, I think it Ian was probably actually. remembers. Yeah, Ian remembers. That. I do. Ian remembers. <laughs> I do. Yeah. 
No, that but was like, snow that day. I'm, I feel like it's like, hey, Vancouver, I guess he can just have his heritage classic because we have to give it to you at some point. So we'll just we'll just put you with the scumbag Ottawa team. Yeah, that was a brutal It was event. terrible. And, like, John Tortorella was our coach, and we put Eddie Lack instead of Roberto Luongo, and then two months later, Roberto Luongo's like, yeah, get me the fuck out of the, here. The best part of that BC Place Stadium was Pepsi just released the Pepsi Max, and they were just giving those things out for free. So, you know, that 12-year-old me was just going to town on the <laughs> Pepsi Max. Yeah, I I got asked to go, like, the day before the game, and I was like, let's go. I get to go do an outdoor game. Yeah, sunk. Yeah. Like, I will... The roof was closed because there was yeah. too much water on it. So if they opened it, it would yeah, fall and yeah. ruin everything. Yeah. I will also say BC Place, very overrated as a sports venue. Oh, dude. Even even like venue, not just yeah, sports venue. venue. The you best part's a, the casino. You can't, you can't have a concert there because it just echoes. The best part of going to a Canucks or Lions game is Sharkies. You know the Shark Club? Where's that? Where is that? I haven't even been to the Shark Club. Oh, is uh, that the one right across the street? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the sa- enter, uh, not enter Sandman, that's the song. At the Sandman. At the on the intersection yeah. of the yeah. Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Stay at the hotel, never been in the club, though. If uh, Sharkies wants to sponsor this show or our show, uh, you know where to reach out. Yeah. So, yeah. Great stuff. So, that's all I really got for the NHL talk. Uh, but actually, back to the, what you were talking about, the outdoor game at uh, Tahoe, it kind of brings back to our Kucherov conversation was... Uh, Boston and how they all wore like the 80s track suits and you saw past after the game oh, when yeah. he did his interview and he comes out and there he's like all pissed off he, he did the interview willingly I'm and, here you know, he had the he's like, I'm, Barbie I'm missing Barbie girl yeah. yeah and like that brings out more personality in the guys that normally you wouldn't see guys show up in 80s ski yeah. outfits and you, with a pit, hair with spiked pit up vipers with pit on vipers the, yeah, do, do, do you think the NHL show go in like the NBA direction of like players can wear whatever they want to the games or do you like the suits or it can like be like whatever it's, you want. I Again, think, I think Austin Matthews said, is going to have a lot to do with that. Yeah. Or he's, Elias Patterson, because he's been very voiced that's, out of that. That's also true, especially in Vancouver here. Um, it's going to depend on the NHLPA, I think, a lot of the players and what they want to do. Um, growing up playing hockey, suits are just tradition. And again, guys can do a lot with suits, but there is a certain limit. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was, um, it was, I was gonna say it was nice in the bubble last year when the guys just like like Austin Matthews just wore like a Raptors yeah. shirt and then proceeded to lose to Columbus in five games. But <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> like it, it, it was like it, it. It's nice, like at least like it, it's nice, like you have something to talk about. Yeah, because you can't just talk all about the game. Yeah, like yeah. there's got to be stuff outside of the game that's add interesting. Some character add some parents. character. Like these are people who live yeah. right, who live lives. Like why not talk about exactly? These? That's so. why guys like Alex Kaloran and like Brendan Gallagher, guys with like you, you personality in that they show it on social media, on whatever it might be. It's it. Then these aren't those aren't super. This is the superstar players. So they aren't the best players in the league. They're they're good players. Don't get me wrong, and they're on good teams. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like it's. It's too bad the NHL's got to do, you know, is it, again, that's another question maybe for you guys to answer, and this is just something I've been curious about. Is it the players, like, you always look at McDavid, does, is he ever smiling? No. You never see him smile. And even I've talked about this bunch, a bunch on our podcast, um, like, do you ever see McDavid smile? Do you ever see, like, Crosby give, like, his honest opinion? No, he's 
it's a just cliche after cliche yep. and it's very He's a, it's a business kind of thing exactly well, yeah McDa- mcdavid and well i'm sure they all do but mcdavid is like so like i want to win yeah i just yeah. want to do well at hockey yeah and if i'm not doing well at hockey and nothing else matters in fact he, he plays in edmonton so you're really going to see too many people smiling out there <laughs> No, and that's why I love Ovechkin because he's, yeah, he's one. Oh, he's one hell of a player. You know, we've talked about this before, but we're not going to be fucking sucked this year. <laughs> but who, but who, okay, so who do we think's doing the keg stand for Tampa Bay this year at this? That's a Maroon. Is it Maroon? It's Cologne. The big rig. Yo, he's going back to back to back. If he doesn't do a keg stand, I'll be very upset. Facts, I'll yeah. knock on his door. And that is very true. That's yeah. Yeah. attempt to punch him in the yeah. face because he'll probably just dummy me. Yeah. You would miss, he, and, he, and he'll, he'll clock me, you. He'll open the keg and put me in. Can I just and say, then do a keg stand. dark horse pick Mikhail Sergachev to do the keg stand. You know, Sergey. He is Russian. Sergey is one he, hell of a player. He, he'll probably say. fill it with vodka and then yeah. do a keg stand. Yeah, him. Yeah, what was a lot of Russian team? Him, some Stolchena vodka. Yeah. Like the him, Kucherov, and Vazir are big parts of that team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're all Russian too. Yo, they got Sergachev on a bargain too. For Drouet. Straight up. He's so good, and he was playing on the was, third line was this year. One of Bergevin's rare L's. He he's usually done good with yeah. trade. Like, yo, when I saw Bergevin on the hot seat this year, I was pissed. I was like, he did good this off season. This is a fucking it's Claude Julian yeah. who's fucking this team over. And that's true. That's true. But he, if his trades didn't pay off, they'd have to. You know, they no, have to but, make it look. But he right. didn't do many he wasn't on the hot seat last year that's true that's true yeah he didn't he didn't really do any he signed jake allen who's a fringe starter as a backup yeah he did he almost did better than price this season and he's cup champ yeah he's cup champ to foley he almost led the league in goal scoring cup champ also a stanley cup champion yeah and he brought in joel edmondson who brought grit (laughs) stanley cup champion (laughs) like he's Corey perry and like Corey Perry is probably like the, the sign of the <laughs> off season. So many teams passed up on him. Toronto chose. Toronto chose. Is Joe Corey, Th- per- is Corey Joe- Perry the goat? Jumbo. Your Maple Leafs chose Joe Thornton over Corey Perry and paid him more than Corey Perry. Can I be? Can I? Your be- Canucks chose Jake Vertanen over I'm- Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> can I? Jim Benning didn't even offer. Contract. contract, but that's we're not talking worst. about that. Can I? Can I, can I, I just want to say I would probably choose Thornton over Perry. Like in, no, no chance. No, not now. No, no. not no. now. No. But I mean, if you asked me ten months ago, I would probably take Thornton no. over Perry. No, no. Thornton, Thornton can't move. Perry's the goat. Yeah, but this is ten months. Co- like if you're telling yeah, me in, no, if you tell me in October who I like rather think I could build, and maybe this is the Kyle Dubis in me who's like trying to build a team for no, skill, but. but Toronto needs a Corey Perry more than they need a Joe Thornton. Sure, but the, Toronto's not going to sign Perry. Yes. The, the one they, thing they that, traded for uh, Nick Felino. Brandon, they gave can, up a first round pick for that, Nick Felino. Convince me that I see. Toronto. I see both sides. I see Dubis going Perry's route because he's the rat or whatever they call him, and he has experience. Obviously, he's got a. I'm pretty sure he has a heart. He, he has, has a heart, a and cup. he has a Maurice Richard, and yeah. he has a cup. Yeah. So he's been around. He's won. He knows what it takes. Jumbo's been around. He knows what it takes to get there, but he also just, like... He might just be he's a got the name, He might right? just like, be he's good, just, like, a... To he's the like he's he's I, th- I think that Jumbo is a great replacement for Marlowe. Can I can I, I agree? Can I, I, agree that can I, I and, and we also don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, and this is no shot at you, it's also just Toronto luck. Like they don't have 
any luck. Like, I don't think it matters. Like, if who like if if Joey Anderson was playing instead of like, I don't think things really yeah. like yeah. if they change that roster too much. I don't think Toronto changes. Whereas Montreal just somehow. I think there is some skill, but Montreal, they, they also got a bit lucky getting this far. I don't think any. I don't disagree with that. I think another thing with the Perry, whole Perry versus Thornton thing, it's like, well, Montreal asked Perry to play a lesser role than Thornton did. He was Thornton, healthy scratch from. That's my, that's my point. He didn't play a whole lot. But when the time came and playoffs came, he was a huge contributor. And he's always been like that. He's always, look at him with Dallas last year. They took, he, he didn't take them, but he was a key part on that team. I, I always look at this. My tiebreaker is like what do you bring if you're not producing joe thornton doesn't bring much but perry can at least he can get into a mix where he can maybe potentially take off the best player in a scrum for himself and like he's taking like if he gets in a scrum with austin matthews and austin matthews he pisses him off enough and he takes a dumb penalty yeah you're Jumbo gonna do that? Nope. The trade off Perry for Austin Matthews, it's like, okay, you're gonna take that all day. All day. Pe- yeah. Perry brings more when he's not producing than what Thornton does when he's not producing. And that's what I look yep. at it. But yeah. Perry's got so many good intangibles. Yeah. And that's what made him an effective player throughout his whole career as a yeah. duck. Um, no bias yeah. there at all. No, can but you just say that you're a Ducks back. fan? Can you just say you're a Ducks yeah, fan? Yeah, Left Side so Heavy it- uh, podcast viewers, I am a huge Ducks fan. Corey Perry is a great player. He's been called the rat, and I agree some of his plays are borderline dirty, but he is an effective player, and he's good at what he does. That walk. The worm, winter. that's what they call him. The worm. The, the worm, worm, that's what it is. That, that, my head. That, wor- yeah. that walk in the Winter Classic when he got ejected. Oh, when he got, yeah, that was good. That's the long walk. That was like a WWE a- exiting the ring. Yeah. <laughs> that's like one of the greatest things I think I've yeah. ever seen. It's just this slow walk all the way Fair, back yeah. to the change room at the Cotton that's Bowl. That's true. And you know that there's just all those fans are yeah, America. Yeah. And, it, and oh, I thought it was a clean play, and it was yeah. completely dirty. Oh, yeah. That's our hockey talk. That's, that's we good. are. We said that before. Yeah, we are 57 minutes in, and we haven't touched on NBA or the McGregor fight. <laughs> well, there's not too much to talk about for the last yeah. one there. But um, Suns, <laughs> t- Suns take a 2 0 series lead as of this recording on Saturday night. Yeah, because they play on they Sunday. They play Sunday. Go yeah. Bucks. Um, yeah, so if it isn't for Giannis, Milwaukee probably would have been blown out both games. Holiday and Middleton haven't necessarily carried their weight up to their potential. What have been your thoughts this NBA Finals, and where do you think it could carry to? Well, you said it. Uh, Middleton and Holiday have been throwing bricks all day, all yeah. all series long. I th- so I'm pretty far. sure in game two they combined for like 13 for the 36. For or 36, like that. yeah, that's. I I, will. I I'm not positive on the stats, so. Come at me if Jamie, you want. you want to pull that up? Yeah. NBA stats. Yeah, stat um, guy. Stat guy. And that is a not. Uh, stat. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Scott onto every Zoom call. Yeah. And he's just gonna I'm Fact. gonna turn his mic off and he's just gonna be stat guy. And just <laughs> stat like, guy Scott. Is yeah. What it is. Stat guy Scott. I'm gonna hire <laughs> him and not pay him because um, I don't have enough money to do um, that. Um, what was I, I was gonna say? <laughs> the re- part part of my issue with it is that you didn't really. If you're Milwaukee, you didn't really bring in Drew Holiday for his offense. I disagree. You brought him in for his defense and the fact that he's a star well, that you can sell I, to Giannis. I guess. A star. A star I, that, I don't disagree. He is a very good perimeter defender who can provide support a good, a, good, a good amount of offense. Because when he was on the Pelicans, he was providing like 25 and 15. Like he was, oh, sure. Like he was providing a lot, but I guess 
to your point, that wasn't the sole reason why they signed him. But, I mean, they gave up, I guess. Four first-round picks for him, essentially. Yeah. They gave up a lot for Drew Holiday. And I still think that it was a good trade because look where they are now. I don't think they go past the second round without Drew Holiday because that's Bledsoe isn't. Holiday, in my opinion. Also, Middleton hasn't been great either, like you said. Yo, so that that's a little disappointing. I've been saying this, and you guys, I don't know if you've been listening. Mm-hmm. I'll be pretty. Just say yes because it'll make me feel better. I no. listen. I listen. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Um, I think Middleton's Milwaukee's X factor. Not I most agree. important. I agree with that. I think he's their X factor because when he sucks, they lose. But when he's good, they win. He's the Milwaukee again, can get a. F- not Milwaukee. Giannis can get a 40-point triple-double, but if Milwaukee's putting up third, or <laughs> I keep saying Milwaukee. If Giannis puts up a 30-point triple-double, but Middleton goes off for, like, 13 points, Milwaukee's losing. Yeah. But when Mo- when Middleton turns into prime MJ and scores, like, 48 points. Out of nowhere. You don't know when those and, games are coming. Yeah, and Giannis gets, like, a 38-12-8. and eight. Milwaukee's gonna win. It's just like it's how it is. Giannis can like perform every single night, but if Middleton sucks, then what's the point? Yeah. Go Bucks. Yeah, because you went to school with a guy who's on the Bucks, right? Yeah. Who'd you go to school with? Mamadi Diakite. Mm. Number twenty-five. Doesn't mm. play a hell of a lot. No, he I, had I, I zero I, minutes in game one. Yep. I actually <laughs> by the way. <laughs> on his on his Instagram story not too long ago, it yes. was when they after they won the conference finals. He was like going to the, the dressing room and uh is it Justin Jackson went to North Carolina, plays on the Bucks? Yeah. He, he they walk he walked up to me, he goes, Yeah, we didn't do much, but we here and they dabbed <laughs> each other up and I was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate he knows to his that. Role. Yeah. He know he knows his place on exactly. the team. Alright, like, I've got stats here. Um okay. so game one, Middleton Holiday combined shooting 16 out of 40 in field goals, which is is below 50%. It's not good. And game two, you're going to love this. Um, They combined shooting 12 out of 37, which I believe... You say 13 out of 36? So 12 out of 37 is just under 33%, which is... That's not going to cut it. Especially for guys that should perform. Um, I think to Jevin's point about... Um, Middleton being the X factor, Middleton's the guy. If he puts up numbers, he's gonna take the pressure off Giannis to perform. And again, you see all kind, even like especially with the Suns, you see Aiton, you see uh, Crowder doubling the hell out of Giannis. And if these guys can't make their shots, the Bucks aren't gonna do anything. And that's 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 just it. That's just how it is. Giannis is so good that a lot of teams have to double Giannis. But again. Milwaukee needs to win game three. They need like they need oh, to. Do they ever? Yeah. I'm not a they massive ever? basketball guy. But you can't tell me that you wouldn't love to see the Suns go in four and see that dude blow up. Suns in four. He already hit, he's already No, but yo, you imagine how much su- even more he'll blow he's up. He's such a celebrity that he pumped a guy who was wearing a Jamal Murray jersey. Jamal Murray took a photo with him. That's how much of a celebrity he is. Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. who the jersey, who was worn by the guy who got pumped. Dude. He's like, yo, I got to get a photo with you. That's how much of a celebrity he is. If he's, I'm the he's already won. He he's, he's gone on the biggest podca- sports podcast in the world and part of my take. Yeah. He's gone on there. 
So he's already winning at that point. Yeah. And he took a photo with Jamal Murray. The the the, the low key best part of that was the uh, Nugget guy wearing a Jamal jersey, having to explain the post fight like yeah. why he got beat up. <laughs> that it's like you already lost. When you you, you show up to work video. the next day. How'd that happen? Uh, well, go on Instagram and yeah. I got beat up. Yeah. yeah. I tried. I tried. Any, any I, social media. I tried to throw a cheap shot at a guy and he dummied me. Yeah, I look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah. if I'm the Suns owner, I'm signing that guy to a contract. Yo, I'm, I'm putting si- his shirt on Yo, or his face on yeah. all the shirts. Yeah, I'm signing him to be the ambassador for the team. Oh yeah, season tickets, front row. Heck, not not he, even, he's no, he's my no, Mark Cuban. Not not front row, because he needs to be in the crowd. Oh, he does need to be up there. Not even like like, like not mid- even three hundred level. But- corner of the court, because that's the the, be- the, the the cheapest lower bowl seats. Yeah. That's all. where you put like, it. It has to be basically where we sit when we go to the Canucks games. <laughs> like the top two thirds yep. of the first bowl. Yeah. Yes. That's right where the action is. It's not 300 level, but it's still like a good it's one. Not, it's not yeah. second bowl. They're and good seats. And, and it's yeah. not sweets. It's not like club seats, but they're still like general public. Like you can buy these tickets yeah. on Ticketmaster and you still pay like a decent amount for them. Well, you still got money for beer. You still got money so you're for getting a little after beer, fact, yeah, merch. Fact, you, you get you're your going, ride home. You're stretching your wallet a bit just because of how much you spent on the tickets. Yeah. Yes. I will, but, you know, I will say about, about sitting in arenas, and again, it's been a couple years since I've done that, but I think, you know, sitting again, we were all pretty knowledgeable sports people, and if you, especially if you know the game, some of the tactics, sitting up high is actually really enjoyable. Oh yeah, because you get at hockey, you get, especially especially hockey, like, like basketball. Yeah, you. you're eating the mic at this point. You can you can you can pull the mic away a bit. Kiba, yeah, Kiba, sorry, that's all right. We're, we'll keep this in. I don't want to edit this out. All right, yeah, all right. I'm learning. This is my first in-person podcast with proper mic. I'm, so. I'm the only one who can hear. All right, it's okay. So, um. Again, back back to my point. I talk about you know it's very. Again, ha- sitting up up high, you know. Again, sitting down low is always super cool. Sitting yeah. courtside or sitting front, you know, in the lower bowl is always terrific. But, um, sitting, you get you get to see the play that like, kind of formulated, see what happens, right? It's and I think that part I, just, I didn't I enjoy that part. And you also see like, I'm talking like hockey at this point, but you yeah. can see maybe like a player sneaking behind the defense. You can see exactly. like get him, get him, get him, but like he. The play you don't see that when you're like hugging the boards. Hugging the boards, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, s- uh, sidetrack here. Uh, last hockey game I went to, uh, Coyotes Canucks fifty dollars student rush tickets in the lower bowl at Rogers Arena. Good deal. Uh, that was a really good deal. Yeah. And uh, Suns and four. That's my NBA prediction. Suns and four. Suns and they, four. There's no yeah. way Milwaukee's coming back. I said Suns and seven before the conference finals. I think I said Suns and seven like before the series started. Yeah, and I I think I think they do at least split in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins a game in Milwaukee. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. I think I think Middleton's gonna have one of his yeah. prime MJ games in Milwaukee. Which I think it, it's gonna happen at least once. If the if there's nobody from the Pack Green Bay Packers there to shotgun a beer during the Bucks game, then it's all for nothing. Is no it, cheese noggins. No. That, was it like Bakhtiari who always does that? Bakhtiari or Rogers, I think, did it one time. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Rogers obviously is not going to do it right no, now. No, Rod- Roger. It was the one time that we were there at the one game, and the one guy crushed like two or three beers, and then he pointed at Rogers across the court, and Rogers just looked at the jumbo trying and went, "No." <laughs> or he chugged like half of it, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm fine." Yep. Yeah. And it's like, 
It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Be for the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Rogers. Yeah, the match. The match. Yeah. I my stream wouldn't work, so I couldn't finish it. It I was uh, annoyed. And my phone was at like seven. It was I. Like why are you doing that on a Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this days. was planned out like a while ago and then sure, they just that, started promoting it. That's fine, but why would you have this on a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. it's like And the, I get that PGA yeah. events are always on like weekend, on weekends. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that was the only time like Bryson could do it. Too busy yeah, doing math, Phil. cutting clubs. Pissing off his caddy for him to quit. Yeah, no kidding. Says, you know what? I, I didn't win the last two weeks, so you're done because you're the problem. Yeah. You suck, not me. Yo, I... Not my it's gimmicky not me. It's not clubs. me, it's you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised Bryson's caddy didn't quit earlier. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... Yo, he was like... It got to the point where like... Because Bryson, he's obviously like a maniac, so he's going to stay after and do a whole bunch of stuff that guy's wild that guy yeah. hits like 200 balls at the but, range after a round yeah until it's pitch black like yeah they're at the range until like 10 30 p.m and the caddy has to be there yeah. yeah true like he's probably like a different person than when he started the job dude we he's probably like mentally we played road hockey and everything like that and we went golf and whatever this guy carries the bag around all day and then he's got to stand there and watch this guy hit balls all day how do you think that guy's legs and, are feeling? And, and then listen, he's got to wake up and walk well, the next know, morning. You know, and, and listen to equations all day. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, who facts. should be Bryson's caddy? The backup goaltender. Because when you go watch like any lax hockey game, the backup goalie's always with a clipboard and he's writing down the face-off stats. Or, 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 or the shots on or net. Or shorts on net or whatever. Because yeah. so that, like, that's what Bryson is. It's like it's all math and it's all stats. It's not actually like a yeah. ah, little left to right, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Like It's actually <laughs> yeah. like uh, so the apex was such and such, and it went so far left to right, and it's just like – Okay, cool, Bryson. Glad to. But again, is that where sports is going? It's the it, it's the advanced analytics that's taking over. This is true, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's very. It's kind of ruined baseball. I think it, it has ruined baseball for me at least. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's Harry Higgs is the PJ golfer that went to SMU when Bryson was there, and he said that when he was a junior, that Bryson showed up as a freshman with these one length clubs and given his theories behind all these different shots, and they're like. This guy's an idiot. Like, who who recruited this kid? And then he's like, well, you know, he's got more majors than I do, so obviously he's doing something he's right. He's doing something like, right, yeah. yeah. And so. he wanted a tough track. Winged foot is no no easy test. So, speaking of Tom Brady, because this... This is the Open? No. Or not the match. This is the but match we're talking this about, is, the Open. This is the Tom Brady effect. Have you, yes. guys, have you guys heard this? Let's hear it. So... This is started from 1980 to 2021. Obviously sure. skipping over some years, but I'm going to read to you everything. Sure. Bring it. So, Brady's location and then the team and then what happened. Sure. So, from 1980 to 84, he was in Northern California. The Raiders won the Super Bowl in 80. 81, the 49ers won the Super Bowl. 84, the Niners won the Super Bowl. 88, 89, 49ers won the Super Bowl. Right. Um, the Athletics won the World Series in 89. The Niners won the Super Bowl in 94. And the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup in 96-97 and were the conference champions in 95. And that was when he was with the University of Michigan. And, yeah. And then 98, University of Michigan were national champions. Um, 2001, the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. 
2001, New England won the Super Bowl in 2001, 2003, 2004. So hold, so hold on. So you're going on this big conspiracy that wherever, the, where, wherever, wherever Brady, he is, the a team win. in the four major professional sports, obviously the fifth being college, yes, wins right. their title or are like the final four of their tournament and the and and the ending is tampa bay tampa bay going back to back stanley cup champions well and here's the thing too is that the buccaneers won super bowl and the rays almost won the super bowl and miami went to the what's your story yeah and miami were in the nba finals that's also true yeah they almost did a four for four in one season can you imagine that yeah dude the canucks can't even win the playoff series anymore tampa bay miami yeah tampa bay the four major sports teams in florida yeah. Closest to Tampa Bay, almost yeah. were in the finals or won their championship. Because the Orlando Magic yeah. don't exist. Of course not. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was in New England from 2004 to 2018, and Patriots World Super Bowl, Red Sox won the World Series. Cheaters. Patriots won the Super Bowl, Celtics won the championship, Bruins won the Cup, Red Sox World Series, Patriots, Super Bowls. Red Sox World Series, and then Lightning won the Stanley Cup, and the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Yeah, fuck how, that guy. How insane is that? It's not just... It's wherever he is. Dude, he's got more championships from where he's living than I think I won lacrosse games in minor lacrosse in all my yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, Jevin, Jevin is a uh, well-known Patriots fan, so I'm yeah. sure he's, he's happy with this result. Yeah. I don't know if he's happy with it, but he, he, he well, it just speaks to the I'm level. a Tom Brady guy. Well, I except for say. the 2011, Brady's you know, going. the Bruins winning the Cup, I think he's happy with everything yeah. but that. Yeah. That's fair. That's, yeah, that's fair. I, I cried that night. Yeah, that was a, yeah, I think a lot of people did. We blew a 3-2 seriously. The other cried or were angry. There was, there was no between. You're crying, you're angry. Uh, where were we? The match? The match. I didn't watch the match because it was... I not, barely watched it. It, but was, it was on a Phil, Tuesday. Phil Mickelson was the life of the party, as yeah. always. Well, yeah. Bryson was, like, socially awkward. Rogers was ice cold in his veins with clutch putts. And yeah. I, Brady was chirping Rogers about not deciding where he's playing yet yeah multiple chuck. times oh yeah how about oh, yeah. chuck too chuck was like hey yo aaron yeah. how about you do i got your number how about i just text you later yeah. and you just give me a call and yeah. let me know who you're gonna play yeah. for <laughs> uh, i don't exactly know who the commentator was for the match but he was saying like yo rogers like what's up where are you playing next year probably straight bar- up probably like, barkley over the airport no it wasn't yeah, barkley. it wasn't barkley. It was, it was, it was the guy. other guy and he was like i don't know we'll see yeah like he was like blowing it off like Schefter tweeted about it and stuff like that he, he was like, I'm on the golf course. I don't want to talk yeah. about that right now. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, whatever. It's like, he dude, like, camp already started, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure it, was, it out. It was just like, it's kind of funny. But. Maybe he's going to uh, somewhere in southern United States, southern, southwestern United States with uh, close to his girl, Shailene Woodley. She's, you know, actress right in Hollywood. So maybe. Never know. Right? I was going to say maybe yeah. uh, Brady and Roger can be boys down in Tampa splitting the load. <laughs> That'd be one hell of a, a quarterback duel. Yeah. He wants I mean, a ring. I I, th- yeah. I, th- I can't remember who it was, but I think it was like Bleacher Report betting or somebody said that uh, they, they had odds on where Bra- or where Rodgers was projected to go, and the Seahawks were like top 10 odds of like landing Aaron Rodgers. And it's just like, well, you guys uh, don't read the room in yeah. Seattle, do you? Yeah. You guys really don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, that's the match. Um, 
our final topic that we kind of have. I don't know if you guys brought anything, but um, UFC 264. Wild night. Up and down. Yeah. Lots of things happen. Literally up and down. No kidding. It was, I will say, I got a lot of hype from from this card. We'll start at the beginning and then move to the end. I like that. Good idea. Good call. So, Sean O'Malley. Yes. Scott, do me a favor. Bring it. Yeah. Your stack guy. I am. You have to bring up the... um, Significant strikes? Yeah, significant strikes. Because O'Malley... all fights? No, just O'Malley and Matunio. Because O'Malley pieced this guy up. It was not close. It was not close (laughs) at all. Matunio was literally hands down and then just like walking up to him and punching him in the face, doing combos, and then just walking away. And the guy was like a zombie, like walking towards him, getting pieced up. And then it was... I'm pretty sure... It was like by round by the end of round two, like O'Malley had like a hundred and sixty landed strikes. Landed eighty two percent of them, hundred and fifty, like insane stats. Uh, before the end of round two. So Buddy's face felt good. His nose was <laughs> bes- like chilling by his ear. Yeah. Like it was wow. it was not close. O'Malley the, pieced him up. That's gotta be one of like the sketchiest feel or at least for myself where it's just like like, let's say I'm beating up some guy, right? Like, and it's pretty obvious. And blood on the face, nose is not where it should be, ear not where it should be. And the guy's, like, still, like, you know, like, he, he's come wanting, on, wanting more. Me. Come at me. And he's smiling while yeah. covered in a face of blood. That's got to be one of the more, like, sketchy, like, like... Like, dude, this guy's fucked up. Like, are you sure, man? Yeah. Like, I've been doing this to you for 10 you're, minutes. You're looking at the ref going... Dude, I'm supposed to punch this guy some more? I got numbers for you. So, um, O'Malley landed 230 significant strikes to Moutinho's 70. Oh, my God. boy. So, that is... That's a three-round fight, by the way, for people. That's three times. That's more more than three times. That's like 90 around. So, O'Malley O'Malley landed about 76 significant strikes per round. Moutinho landed 70 all fight. Oh my god. That's just like That's a lot of pain <laughs> in the face. That is. Well, I guess not just the face, but that's a lot of pain. No, that's mi- mostly face. Of the face. I think I said during the fight where it's like this is one of those fights where it's like the Nevada State Athletic Commission's like, yeah, you're off for six months purely because of injury and just <laughs> yeah. you got your butt rehab yeah. therapy, yeah. No all of the above. Dark room for twelve months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> you need to take a break, yeah. bud. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was the second fight on the card? It was the girls' fight, I believe. The women's fight. Um, <sighs> the name's escaping me. I had it in my freaking notepad at home. Yeah, I got it. Hold on. It's a the Russian lady. Yeah. Oh, forget it. It. So, it there's also there's also a Brazilian, I believe. Aldana uh, and uh, Kunitskaya. Yeah. It's the other one. Uh. Well, yeah. Who's she fighting? It was a uh, Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. yeah it was oh, Aldana. Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. Aldana. Aldana. Yeah. Uh, that's like my yeah. Uh, that was a round one TKO. It was four thirty five. Yeah, she like she pieced her. She caught her with a left hook counter, knocked on her ass, and then just went to work. Well, that's like uh, some of my uh, some of my dad's betting advice. Like when like we do UFC, you know, betting and gambling. It's never bet against a Brazilian. No. Well, she was Mexican. 
Oh. Aldana. Never well, bet, that, that never bet against the Latino. Against What's the Russian, though? Yeah, it's, yeah, Russians are kind of crazy themselves. Dude, I got one friend. I'm surprised friend. that What's wasn't the, like a co-main event. That was, the, I got one friend. What's the really dominant Russian? What's Nunez? her name? Nunez? No, she's Shevchenko, but she's not Russian. Oh, Russian. Sorry. She's, I not, not, she's, Ukra- she's not Ukraine. Uh, Chris, uh, Krig, Krig, uh, Kazakhs. Krig, 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 not Kazakhs. Krig, 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 uh, yeah. She's from Kyrgyz. Stan. Okay. Some, yeah. Somewhere over there. Scott and I both proclaim to be geography nerds, and we can't <laughs> tell so you what the name of this. We can't. Is. You know, I, I can say I am a I am minoring in geography from UBCO, so I can actually say that. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, yes. Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, Stanley Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day for yeah. us here. Did I stutter? Uh, did I stutter? But um, what was the third fight? It wasn't. Oh, it that was, was uh, Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, that was another first round TKO. I think you said it though, where it's like he didn't fully connect though. He kind of caught him with like his knuckles. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was a weird. Connect. It wasn't a closed all- fist, but like a palm smack. Yeah. But also, I don't think he caught him like fully through. Like I think he caught him like when he was like thirty percent like yeah. swinging and to- like the momentum like yeah. I think just think he he wasn't expecting he he was yeah. facing this way like to his right and the punch came like hooking around from the yeah. side of him to his front like. Yeah. Uh, Ty Tuivasa won that fight in a minute and seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, was, in the first round. Shout out to him for doing the shoey afterwards. Oh yeah. Pouring the beer into the shoe. I think it was a Jordan one, not a big deal. Was it? I think so. Was it Estella that he poured into his shoe? That doesn't seem. I right. know, but he, he crushed that and he threw it back in the stands and yeah. he was dancing around in the octagon. Is that the guy that drinks out of the shoe after he fights? That's called the shoey. Yeah. We were Does he do that every fight? When I think so. Every I think he's my favorite fighter now. After after every win, I like him. New favorite fighter. Not so. that I had one before, but now you know. Now my favorite fighter. Uh, Greg Hardy. I don't know about his UFC career. That's a I, I had him because he just looked like a beast, but then the minute seven. Not TKO doesn't look too good on the resume, so not a great look. Yeah. Um. That was the third fight of the card. Yeah, and then uh, fourth fight, uh, Wonder Boy versus uh, Gilbert Burns. There you go. Yes. Thank you. Pretty even fight. It was. I've seen. I saw a lot of people either doing like. 20 to 18 for Burns or 1919 going into the third round. I think Burns. I didn't. I didn't see the full fight because we were in between places yes. and the stream was kind of wonky, sucky. Buggy, yeah. But um, yeah. no, it Burns definitely won the third round. Yeah. He won by unanimous decision. Yep. It was the fight was pretty close throughout, um, but Burns definitely, especially in the last half of the third round, it was yeah. all, it was all yeah, Burns he, and he. He stunned yeah. Wonder Boy a few times. He did. Yeah, did he ever? They talk about yeah. like controlling the fight, right? And yeah. Burns controlled the fight. Wonder, Wonder Boy got him though with that one little yeah, the, back say, to the heel yeah, kick. The I was gonna kick. say Wonder Boy had a couple shots yeah. on yeah. Burns. Yeah, yeah. I think he had the most significant strike out of the best. all of them yeah. in the third round, especially. But he had but the takedown. I think I think, so. I, think Gilbert, I, th- yeah. I think Gilbert Burns true. had he offered more yeah. throughout the fight. More dominance, but Wonder Boy had the most significant strike. Significant strikes, yeah. You, you you take Wonder Boy's back heel, whatever you want to call it, to the guy's back of his head, and then you take down Burns or you take Burns takedown, kind of like cancel each other out. Who won it after that? Burns for sure. Yeah. So. Sure. 
yeah. McGregor Poirier. Yeah, that was the headliner of UFC 264 by yeah. a landslide. I think this made this fight made the card what it was. Yeah, yeah I think going into the fight per DraftKings, if I'm not mistaken, it was I think Poirier was minus 130. And McGregor was plus one ten. Yep, that's that's correct. Yeah, yep. And Poirier kind of showed it. McGregor, as predicted, came out hot. He came with a spinning roundhouse, and he was nine for nine on leg kicks. I'm not like completely educated on the sport, and I don't know what's considered a check. But, I mean, he almost knocked Poirier off balance a few times, and he did connect some, but then the controlled ground time, it was like two and a half minutes to it was three. It was three, minute, it was three minutes for Poirier, nothing for McGregor. Yeah. Mind you, McGregor did get a few kicks up he, to the face. He mentioned that. He got a couple good up kicks. Yeah, and he did. And as much as Poirier was like had him on the ground, for the first bit, like... I think McGregor was like McGregor dominating on the ground for the first like minute, and then after that, I think the few like melees Poirier had on McGregor that got him. He got the elbow on the ear that cut him open, and then McGregor also had him in the guillotine for quite yeah. some time trying to get him with that. So yeah, like that exactly. was definitely that that definitely even though I would say they would probably score that as Poirier like being on top of him having gr- ground control, but yeah. I don't. He was also in a guillotine yeah. hold for a little bit, like trying to Couple get that secured. So. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, there's yeah, at least one or two. Here. So uh, if I had to score it prior to the significant in happening of yes. the round, yeah. I think I would have given it ten nine Poirier. Yeah. I don't think it was a ten eight. No, no, it wasn't it was ten eight because I think McGregor controlled enough of it on the ground where the ground time yeah. wasn't as it was. Yeah, like the. It wasn't as significant as the time showed. Thank you. Like, yeah, exactly. The first minute and a half, two minutes. Also, they were up and up on you know on their feet, and McGregor yeah. was. I would say it was close, but he was holding the yeah. the that's like a lead. In that that's fight. like a team in the NHL like that winning six three, but they scored like two empty netters, and it was like yeah, okay, it was like a one it's a four three game with two yeah. fuzzy goals. So yeah. it was like the ground time was three minutes to complete zero but yeah McGregor still held his own for like a minute and a half of it but yeah. then Poirier got a few melees in that really had McGregor stunned and in trouble mm-hmm. but he got up was you know kind of handling himself in a matter dying seconds of the round and then something happened he Poirier connected on like a jab McGregor kind of stepped back and very awkwardly. Yeah, it was. He was like, on, he, he he stepped back and when he stepped yeah. back, he landed on like the like, like right it, right by his big toe kind of yeah. thing. And his foot kind of rolled like, onto like his pinky toe yeah. and it, was, it almost looked like he rolled his ankle, but then yeah. his body momentum twisted like the bottom half of his yeah. shin bone and then it w- was all down. He almost put all of his weight onto his foot, but his foot wasn't the, planted as yeah, it yeah. should have been. The pressure was all yeah. like forcing on a specific point, and it just went yeah bedtime. Now, I don't know if you saw like the Chris Weidman like thing yeah. like seven seconds into the seven, fight like, after <laughs> yeah. a leg kick, and then he tried to step. And it oh just, yeah, he stepped right on the brake. Yeah. And it was like that, it was, that, that. This wasn't as bad as that. No, I was no. gonna say this was like yeah. a lesser version of what that yeah. was. But 
thinking I, about it is making me want to. Yeah, pump. I agree with you, Jevin. I thought it was ten nine Poirier after the first round. I thought McGregor had his moments, but it's a really unfortunate ending to yeah. what was a really good first round. Yeah, it yeah. was because McGregor Poirier too. I scored ten nine McGregor in the yeah. first round, and then Poirier ended up winning. So, like, just because Poirier won the first round, it doesn't think like okay, Poirier was going to win anyway. But the aftermath of the fight is where the drama really came in. Because despite the unfortunate ending of the fight, Poirier was still taunting him. Yeah. Despite the horrific injury, which I thought was like kind of crazy because you don't usually see that. Mm -hmm. But that's how you knew it was that personal that mcgregor made it we just talked about the nhl which is a very conservative sport and how like oh you know you can't talk about a guy when he's down like yeah. you know he's mm-hmm. got an injury like you know you you all you stick, know, taps. stick taps when you know he's getting off the ice or whatever and then you have like again the opposite side of the pendulum where it's like no nah, man screw you you sucked after yeah. like the dude just shattered his ankle. but usually that doesn't happen no. like when weidman yeah. shattered his leg the other guy was like yo like are you like your bro, your leg just snapped. Like he came up, he yeah. went up to him, and he was like, "Yo, are you?" Like obviously you're not good. Yeah, facts. but like f- prayers, hope you whatever. Because sure. usually they just sell the. It's all just a sell. I think. Not, I think most guys that would see someone that happen to someone would immediately like their stomach. Like you just it your sinks. T- yeah. You sink and you're just like, oh my god, that's horrific. I feel so bad for that person. Doesn't matter who it is. You could see anybody. It's some guy on the sidewalk that would happen to, and you'd want to go help them. But when you see what happened with that Poirier, Poirier's reaction to it, you're like, "Damn! Like <laughs> this. Uh, this was definitely a lot more personal than just some regular old fight." Um, I, I, well, part of it is that these guys do have history and they oh, do yeah. have beef with one another, which adds to it. Which, what again? Like we talked about however long ago in this podcast about having personal rivalries yep. and beef with one another makes things interesting. Yep. Yeah, like a trilogy fight is like, shit's going to go down. Shit's yep. going to go down. And these guys just had a five-minute round and it changed each other's worlds. Yeah, yeah, 100%. In five minutes. And uh, not to miss out on the fact how McGregor started mouthing off uh, about I, I was literally just about no, to bring that up. Yeah. You go ahead. But um, McGregor obviously was pissed off because he's like, you didn't win. This is a doctor's stoppage because my leg is completely snapped. Like, he obviously, he's going to take that personal adrenaline oh, yeah. pumping and then he, he was he was like, Irish times a billion because I couldn't. We were saying all we heard was bonkers or whatever. Yeah. Bollocks. 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 That's all we heard. Yeah. And, then, and that was the last word. And then he <laughs> brought up Poirier's wife being in his DMs. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. whoa, this, this is happening. Cool yeah, yeah, this is happening. This guy's going to go fight this do, guy. Do you think that's true, though? No, he, he's just saying like in a I, skin. No, but I think also too. I'm sure McGregor like got in his wife's DM. No, you've heard about that with like he, NBA and yeah, other oh, UFC. Sure. He posted it on. He tweeted it, but he also obviously he's gonna like white out the messages. But it was also like from Poirier McGregor too, when McGregor was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like," because that was like they were like Tommy Sticks 
yeah they were max. best friends I'm, yeah they were, we're gonna go friends. fight each other but we're yeah. gonna be best friends. yeah like even prior there's no trash talk they were like trading things at the way and they were hugging each other and then mcgregor's like yeah i'm gonna donate to your foundation but then he ended up did like he didn't, he didn't and he donated know. to somewhere in like the same town as their foundation but donated to like the kids I forget what something it's different. Called. Something different. Yeah, something different. And the wife like kind of pressed him about it. It was like, hey, like you said, you're gonna donate to us. Like I was just wondering why. And I think that's what the alleged like DM was. But he was treating right. it like she was like sliding into his DMs. Yeah, like white, yeah. like, kind of like a white lie type thing. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Partially true. But so it's, it's like, like yeah, yeah, she was in your DMs, but like, is it really what you're portraying it to be, Fact, or is yeah. it just because like you went against your word? But which is that, probably the latter. Yeah, that's all hearsay, but. McGregor's just probably trying to stir up a McGregor Poirier th- four, but who four. knows if that's gonna happen? I, I maybe who knows some, how long that will be from now. They, yeah, maybe somewhere down the road, but it's not gonna yeah, happen. Poirier's gonna get a title fight before that happens. This is the best part about the UFC is trying to play matchmaker. Where yeah. it's like, so Poirier's got to fight uh, Oliveira. Yeah, like, that's gonna happen at some point before Poirier the end deserves of the year. it. Poirier deserves it. That's gonna happen before the end of the year. And if you're McGregor, you're out for at least the rest of the year. And then I don't know what you do if next if you're McGregor. Cause you did lose this fight. Did you but... Did you guys hear the one uh, interview after? Not interview. The um, broadcaster after the fight, and how he mentioned that this is a very identical break to Thiesman. Like oh, what, what it looked really? like. Uh, Do you think a guy's gonna be able to go kick people in the leg and all that stuff yeah, and be able to uh, withstand that after? He's still gonna fight. You think he's? You think he's gonna be able to? He's going. to. He's going to try to. But not even just leg kicking. People are gonna attack that yeah. leg now for leg kicks. Like Alex Smith. Like how long did that guy take yeah. him to rehab? What was two it? Years. Sixteen months. Yeah. Yeah. Almost two years. So, yeah. Like so he's listen. McGregor's going to fight again. He's gonna try again. Do you think he's? Will McGregor be the McGregor that we? Saw. McGregor f- Mayweather too. He doesn't have to kick. Oh, I am. True. I am surprised in a way that McGregor. Or, yeah, McGregor didn't just stick with boxing after he did the Mayweather thing. Because by the time he did, he the chased bo- the bag. Well, that. But also by the time he got to the Mayweather fight, he already reached the pinnacle of the UFC. Yeah, like he already reached his peak. At that he, point, he hadn't, couldn't have done any more. He really. doesn't need to do any more. Yeah. Once you reach your peak, yeah. you don't need to do any more. He held two titles at one. <laughs> point like we were saying yeah like what like what are you supposed to do after that so that's why I'm, I'm a little bit surprised like in hindsight he didn't stick in boxing but maybe this injury will push him to do that because yeah. again ufc is very like no holds bar like you're gonna do whatever you can to beat the crap out of this guy but boxing's a little different you know my face and body shots you're not kicking you're not doing any kicking correct me if I'm wrong but maybe maybe yeah jump to your point maybe We'll see. Maybe not just McGregor Mayweather, Mayweather, but other, other guys. You know, maybe he'll get into the boxing scene, and maybe he'll start actually boxing against like not just a Mayweather, but like other yeah. fighters. I right? I think the worst case, like obviously this is like way too early. Worst oh, case yeah, scenario, sure. like we're doing this what two hours yeah. after his fight. Yeah. The worst case scenario is that he becomes Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the worst case, or like the BJ Penn type, where you just yeah. go out there, you he just make, gets paid, and then you get paid. Whatever happens, happens, and you get your butt kicked in the first round. Yeah, like he I already th- like kind of 
turns into Nate here, Diaz. He, here, like, what does this do anything for his legacy, or has he kind of solidified that? And oh, this is just I heard people like him anyways. Like yeah. there again, like tonight in Las Vegas. I think he's going to keep the energy he always has. Like, how, how can you like affect, like, change your thoughts on someone's legacy or like anything to, on that sort of spectrum when they have an injury like that? Right? Like, that's like that's like. Um, chirping Thornton for being bad at the age he is. Like, I know this is different because McGregor is, like, younger, like, significantly younger, but it's also, like, the prime of a hockey player is different than the prime of a yeah. UFC well, fighter. It's, it's like talking bad so, about Alex Smith this past season yeah. with Washington where it's, like, you couldn't throw for three touchdowns you or whatever all, with Washington. Yeah. It's, like... Probably not. Like you can't throw for three touchdowns either, and this guy came out here on a broken exactly. leg and recovered. Like, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy night, yeah. and um, I'm glad I lived through it. Yeah. It was an awesome day in general with you fellas. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah, before it the, looked like you wanted to say one, one more thing. thing. Um, I hope people don't sleep on Dustin Poirier after this. Oh fight. no, no. Like I, I, like I know, I know, like he is already a top three fighter in the division, but the dude is legit, very talented. Yeah, yeah. Olivier's got a real test in front of him. Yeah, they fight. He for even the, for the said belt. that. He even said that. Like they were saying, like, yeah, this could be your potential next fight with Poirier. Like, what are you looking forward to? And he's gonna say, like mm-hmm. he said, like through his translator, he's like. It's gonna be a battle. It's a yeah. war. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna get in that so, ring and we're gonna scrap it out. Yeah. Hundred like, percent. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Maybe we uh, maybe we get together for that. Yeah. Maybe we do happens. that one. Depending on when it, when it is. Yeah. Yeah. A few maybe out. you guys come down from Squamish and. Facts. That sounds fair. We'll come, yeah. we, we'll come we play can, Carnoustie. <laughs> play Carnoustie and we can watch the fight on my back deck. Works for me. I'm my done. house. I mean, I'm down. I'm down. Actually. We'll potentially make it happen. Well, we'll talk. I wonder. I, w- I wonder when the uh, Poirier Olivier because if it's in October, it's not going to be quite the same as doing this in July, where it's a nice, beautiful day, and then in October, it's like, yeah, it might yeah. rain. We can do it on Jevin's back deck. Uh, I have okay. a I have a gazebo and a fire pit. Perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty unfortunate setup he's got going on back really? there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does not sound good. Just, yeah. just the worst. God, yeah, that's awful, like man. I'm sorry it for it. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you you boys obviously know. On the show, we do something called Time for the Press. Oh, boy. And there's only one question, and oh. it's severely off-topic. That's fine. But it's sports-related. That's. And I don't know if it's it. something that you guys partake in, but it's something I do. Um, Mike Clark, he asks, tips for anyone doing their first fantasy NFL draft. Ooh. Ooh. Very I, interesting question. Should, I'm listening to these tips. I should probably, like... I actually have an answer for this. Okay, I, I you, do, too. You go first. I I'm, I'm interested to see his answer, because I'm more of the football guy than he is, but I'm interested to see what his I, answer I have an answer to this, okay. too. I'm not an NFL guy by any means. Um, Ian is SYP's NFL expert by a landslide. Um, fantasy, football... Go with your gut. It's very cliche, but I think you just take... Take the player that you really believe in. You really believe in, and that you pick you you in your in your mind believe like a guy that you would pick in your I don't know Madden twenty fantasy draft or your Madden like I don't know like if you had to pick you know like if you had like a, I don't know like hundred you pick hundred players like you have hundred players and you pick the best tw- like twenty of those hundred players take the ones you like the most of those guys. And run with them and see what happens. Uh, 
That's a major party foul. That was a party foul. From Where's the Coors Light? I have, I have a warm <laughs> butt. Heavy, I have a warm butt heavy in my uh, golf bag. You can drink that. You need to get that. Um, <laughs> my thing. It also depends on what league you in. League type of league you're in. That's an asterisk that I sh- like should be mentioned because my fantasy football league that I do every year is uh, a two quarterback, three running back, three wide receiver, tight end, kicker defense, uh, and like eight bench players. I get the full roster. I that was, was a lot of positions. I, I was, just, yeah, yeah. I was literally <laughs> just about to say, make sure you know what league you're getting yourself into yes. because every player is ranked different based on whether it's half point PPR, oh, yep. full point PPR, two quarterback league, we don't even, three running back league. We, we don't even play PPR in our league. Like, and, and pretty much like since our league is three running backs, running backs are – I mean, quarterbacks obviously do have some value because now – like. We can talk about the offense as a cliche, and quarterbacks yeah. obviously run the show. But pretty much, you want really good running backs. Load up on running backs because lo- they're the most valuable. They part are of the your most team. valuable position. Not wide receiver. Get get in. Don't splurge early, but round five through eight. No, four through seven. Rounds four through seven, get yourself a nice quarterback that you're comfortable with and that you like. And if the quarterbacks go early, like if there's a run at quarterbacks, take quarterbacks. Matt but Stafford will probably be like round 12 because he's like always slept on for fantasy for Jared some Goff, first overall. In the real draft. Are you, are you, rooting, are you rooting for the Lions this no. year? No? no. No. Didn't you say uh, to a cop that Jared Goff was your cousin? <laughs> or did I you make that bar one time. Did you? Oh, you said at the bar. I said at the bar. I thought you said like a cop pulled you over like, and you're like, no. he's like, you're like, he was like Brandon Goff and he was like, yeah, he was like Jared Goff and he was like, yeah, that's my cousin. No, I was at the bar I one time. You said I think that, I got maybe, maybe, maybe you said that you're like, maybe I should do this. Maybe that I think that's what it would. No, I, I did say that. I've, had, I I've said that multiple times. People though, they see my IDs and they're like, Goff. I'm like, yeah, you know, like the quarterback for the Rams, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Jared Goff, my cousin. Like, no way. I'm like, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit harder to do that for, like, McNaughton or Conkin. Yeah. It's well, not, no, yeah. no, but Jared can, Goff is literally no, but, the only one. But you can just say, like, you know that park in Squamish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know McNaughton <laughs> Park? That's me. Yeah. yeah. That's no, me. That's but anyways, park. yeah. Tips for fantasy. Know what league you're in. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're, like, halfway through the draft and you're like, where did all the quarterbacks go? And they're like, oh, it's a two-quarterback <laughs> league. And you're like... Okay, well now I have Ryan Fitzpatrick and fucking. The thing about I don't fit, even know. Like, Tua Tagovailoa, yeah. Fitzmagic, Gardner Minshew. Gardner it's Minshew, like yeah. it's like okay, well like no, the best facial hair in the league with those two. Yeah. It, I, I Easily, gonna, yeah. And they're both rock stars. Yeah. But like it's still like fantasy purposes. You might get like a random forty point game from Fitzpatrick, but most of the time you're gonna get like an eight to twelve point game from him. Fitzmagic is good for about half a dozen to eight he's, starts a year. That's he about it. Is good when he's coming in for a quarterback yeah. and carrying on the season. When he's starting, he ain't the same quarterback. The, the other thing I'll the other thing I'll say, if you have decent friends in your fantasy league, which if you're in my fantasy league, you don't have decent friends, <laughs> but they'll tell you what type of league you're in. Yeah. Like the, like if this is your first time, they should be able to tell you, oh, we do X, Y, and Z in this yeah. fantasy league, and then you can Google like like roster or rankings for this yeah. kind of fantasy and then you can kind of go based off that yeah so suggestions for mike just um, text jevin yeah so <laughs> i'm not Sucks. even like 
amazing at fantasy. I just know that these are like standard rules that like a lot of people should know. Know what league you're in. Um, know how many players you need to draft. And I really think running backs are the most important position because one every once in a while, a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three on the team can go off for a game. Yep. But whenever is like a running running back two or running back three going to go off for a game, it's always going to be RB1. So load up on as many running backs as you can. Maybe get a couple handcuffs. Like, because load up on Arizona running backs because I guarantee you yeah. James Conner ain't going to stay healthy. <laughs> so just like running backs, uh, know what league you're in, and just the amount of players. Run, running league. backs, get yourself a nice quarterback. A quarterback yeah. that you like and you think will do yeah. well over the season. But are we going to do like a left side heavy SYP fantasy football uh, combined together, some some pool in that regards? And uh, I can potentially get a league going, get some SYP creators and some reoccurring guests on left side heavy. Do you think anybody at SYP would be good for a fantasy football league? No creators, but some some uh, maybe some, some, fans? Maybe some, some fans. Some, Maybe some, fans, some yeah. reoccurring guests. Yeah, yeah potentially. Yeah. yeah, I think Jack. Jack is the first person. Jack would be mind. able to. Yeah. Yeah. We could. Uh, yeah, comes mind, yeah. We could be in talks. We might be able to do something. Yeah, um, that's episode forty-six. Um, this is your time to plug anything you guys want. Where to follow on social media? What you guys got going on? Uh, we're going to Vic next week. We're going to Victoria for our first SYP takeover since. February 2020. Yeah, February 2020 is our last time. So basically, our SYP takeover is basically we go to a place for X amount of days for this. We're going next weekend, so Friday to Sunday. We just go to Victoria. We just have a great time. We meet people. We do big eats. You should do uh, man on the street videos. I was was going to say, do you have like a place that you like to go to in Vic? Do you have like a go-to? I haven't been to Vic a ton. Mm. So I'm, yeah. You got a place you like to go to in uh... the places I've been to the most in Vic or yeah. the Q Center because normally I would only go there. Ah, uh, that's lacrosse. not even Vic too, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. but we would hop over on the ferry, go play lacrosse, and come do, home. Do either of you guys know upstairs, like the club? That's uh, okay. Negative. Okay, I don't want to tell that joke then because it's not great. What's upstairs? Yeah, really funny. <laughs> um, Is so, it downstairs? No. So there, okay. So there's this club in Victoria. It, well, there's so there's Darcy's on the ground level, and then there's upstairs, like above Darcy's. And it's, it's upstairs. Like a, and it's upstairs. Yeah, it's and so I went. Uh, uh, I went with a lax guy that you and I talked about earlier to Darcy's. Okay. A couple of lax guys. Yeah. And pretty much like having a good time. And I said to them, I was like, what's upstairs? And they're like, upstairs. It's like, no, I, I get that upstairs, but like, yeah. what is upstairs? It's like upstairs. It's like this really bad <laughs> Seinfeld joke for like two minutes of like, yeah. what's upstairs. And yeah, not yeah, back and forth and yeah, back and it forth. Is, it's like, no, I not great. Yeah. Um, so we're doing the SYP takeover Victoria, Vancouver Island next week. Uh, SYP hoodies are for sale. They're actually Ooh. in the other room. If you want some, uh, if you want some hoodies, might have to uh take a look yeah yeah we got hoodies for sale um the summer is pretty chill for us we got a lot of stuff coming up in the fall we got uh an nwhl draft pick that we're interviewing this upcoming week that's cool for our podcast um i will say the week of uh july 19th to 23rd is going to be a big week for us just because of there's a lot of content regarding hashtag content hashtag Hashtag content um, in regards to um, 
the NHL draft, the NHL expansion draft with the Seattle Ooh. Kraken, who, by the way, Mr. Ian McNaughton works for the Kraken Chronicles. I will plug you, that for you. You can read my stuff at thekrakenchronicle.com. Uh, otherwise, speakyourpeace.com stuff, we don't have a whole lot of stuff going on through the rest of the summer. It's more September, October. Where things get going. When the fall gets going, boys, we're going to be a hashtag content machine between September and October. Yeah. So look out for that. Brandon? I got nothing. I don't do a hell of a lot. All right. <laughs> um, you guys know to follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Jevin.Lefave on Instagram at JevinLefave on Twitter. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Uh, shout out to Tom Ivory and Six Man for the intro outro music. Savage, go check out, go check it out on their Get Well Soon mixtape anywhere you find your music. And congratulations to the winners of the giveaway for the fifty dollar. Amazon gift cards announced at the beginning of the show. And boys, this is fun. I appreciate the trip. And hashtag spin rate. Hashtag we'll see you guys uh, what next was the other one? No third ad? <laughs> no third ad. No third dad. Not new through not no through road. No third ad. No third ad. No third ad. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> I just gotta let go. Went from ducking and fucking and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion, I just really love how you get low But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty, ain't worth being ten toes, ten toes I, I just gotta let go, call me a benzo, pay it all cash, I won't take no rentals, kill him